0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold! Coming to the ring from Parts Unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pick a Loaf and Dr.
1: Zom! <laughs>
2: Welcome to Sylvan Gold, Daddy, episode 111. I'm the loaf, and with me, Dr. Zam.
3: Yay! And
2: we got Dr. some Zum. very, very special guests this week. We got Tanny from the s- state of Virginia. Hello. And we got Wendy from the Windy City.
3: Hey, friends. Yeah. Wendy City?
2: Yes, the W-E-N-D-I city, baby. Uh, this week we're doing a couple of, couple of horror picked by our guests. We're doing Rosemary's Baby from 1968. This is Tanny's choice. I was very confused of whose choice was whose. Uh, Rosemary's Baby from 68 and uh, br- 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 The Brood. What year is this? 1979. Yeah. So we'll get into that soon. How is everybody doing?
4: Hey, doing great. It's good.
2: Ladies, did you have lovely weeks? And um, since we last record—oh, wait—you didn't record with us last week. Um, so yeah, the uh, same old shit here. My dog had some stinky ears; I had to clean them out. I don't know what yeah. was going on with that. Um, but other than that, you know, generic. Zom, how about you? How's work? You, you—how's work?
3: I'm working again. Well, I've always been working. I'm getting paid now. But <laughs> yeah, uh, Mary has stinking, stinky ears too and um, what'd you clean them with Did you just like a little peroxide a little peroxide warm <sighs> the, water solution the, the, there's what? a stuff
2: called that the vet gave us called OD Calm or something O-T-I oh, right. Calm is it like that
3: black kind of no wax-y, it's just greasy yeah. shit
2: no it's just a lot of it's just real dirty and like I take these like uh, my wife has these cotton discs she uses to clean off makeup or whatever and you can just squirt that shit in his ear and just dig down in there with your finger,
3: and it's gross. Oh, yeah. ah, wow. It's gross. Right. So, um, uh,
2: <laughs> yes. Go ahead. No, nothing. All right. The, um, <laughs> unless anybody has anything else to say about their lovely weeks, it is October. Everybody, I'm sure, is watching a lot of horror movies except for Zom. So we uh, we can get into that. Who would like to talk about what they've been watching lately?
4: Uh, I can start. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. I watched Fright Night for the first time, and it was awesome.
2: Is this the original or the remake?
4: The original. Original, for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: That one I've still never seen. I have seen the remake.
4: How's the remake? Ah. Terrible. You know, I'm going to say
0: the, the remake wasn't a bad concept. Like I, I felt they sort of updated it in a different way. I thought by making it a little more like a Chris Angel kind of mind freak character, I thought that was a good updating. Moving into Vegas was a good idea. I don't know if I could get into that. Mm.
3: Did Colin Farrell show his balls?
0: Colin the... Farrell's very endearing. Like I really, I enjoy <laughs> him like a quarter of the time. And when I do, I really do.
3: There are no balls
2: in in Fright Night.
0: Oh, that's bullshit.
3: <laughs> Ballshit. He has a tremendous sack. I will say that, <laughs> and I have seen his penis because he did a amateur porno. Nice, yeah. You and it, when his theater. head, I think it was when he was doing Daredevil because his head was shaved.
2: <laughs> really? Yes. That, yes. Re- that recent? <laughs> Jesus. Fuck
3: yeah. Well, hell, Daredevil,
0: That was a long time ago, dude. Hey, Tigerland didn't help him the way he thought. No, oh. Tigerland was good.
4: It was good.
2: Alright, Fright Night, what's next?
4: Creepshow, <laughs> okay. uh, Creep Show also. Ooh. My first viewing. Um, so I really like the Stephen King um, little episode. I'm not really a big fan of him, but I thought that was the coolest Once one. To death of Jordy Verrill. So yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: That was the first time you'd seen that as well? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, I watched that one I watched that one last week also.
0: Zom, do you remember the Bernie Wrightson adaptation of Creep Show going off on a comic book tangent? Uh
3: no. Okay.
0: Go on.
2: Continue.
3: <laughs> I don't. <know>. Continue. <laughs> I, don't. <laughs> I just don't.
4: <laughs> well.
2: Sorry, continue.
4: No. Yeah, cool. Um Final Destination, which I hadn't seen before as well. I'm watching all shit that I haven't seen, so yeah,
2: it's like my month. Okay. Um okay.
4: and that was uh, I don't know. Look out! Here it comes. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> yeah. too too much for me. So I didn't think it was that cool, uh, but I don't. I don't know. I kind of wanted to watch it and see what the whole fascination was with it because I feel like everybody is, always talks about it and stuff. So I wanted to check it out. Um, then I watched Society, and that was really, really funny and really, really gross. So I, don't I didn't even funny.
2: know that one at all.
0: It's Yasna, yes, It's Brian Yasna.
2: That still doesn't mean anything. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh God, we have two geeks on the show. Nerds. Nerds.
2: The trivia on his IMDB though says he speaks fluent Spanish.
3: Oh, some... You can't beat that. I think somebody else on this show speaks Spanish.
4: I don't know who you're talking about. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did
2: Bride of Reanimator, which I haven't seen.
3: I think that somebody is, else on this yeah. show animated
4: a
2: bride. <laughs> Wait, what?
3: That was you.
4: Yeah, and that's all I've been watching. So whoever wants to go next, go for it. Wendy. All right. So uh, obviously, I've had to do a lot of watching lately
0: for the Trash Trio. So uh, I watched a little Paul Nashy film that you guys will hear me talking about soon. Doctor Jekyll vs. the Werewolf. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Heard of that. No, nope, but you'll hear about it more. But uh, And also, the other, the other great movie I had to watch was Dog Lay Afternoon, the George Eastman-written classic.
3: Now, you have a thing for George Eastman's giant schlong, right? Or just his <laughs> entire frame.
0: Everything about him is giant. Okay.
3: Like sweat, everything. Like, if you had a water glass full of his sweat, what would you do with it?
0: I'd bathe, I'd bathe there in it I'd just, just dump it over my head And smear yeah. myself in it
3: Answer number one was drink But you know, <laughs> answer number two was bathe,
0: bathe. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, I watched uh, Brian De Palma's Dressed to Kill for the first time
4: That was really said. good Yeah, that's a great movie
0: yeah, like that had some amazing set pieces in it. Like, I love the whole sequence when she's going through the art gallery, where you know it's just all the music and following. It, it really, you can see the Hitchcock influences, but it still really holds up. It holds up as a good movie now. And then on the less classy side, I saw they have all nine Hellraiser movies on Instant, <laughs> and I've only seen the first two, so I've decided to trudge through. I decided that's my my Halloween objective is to trudge through all nine of these Hellraiser movies.
2: Yeah, yeah I, from what I understand, they get worse and worse. I've only seen the first two also. <laughs>
0: oh, my. Would yeah. it be
3: weird if they actually got better? Like, the first one was <laughs> yeah. really shitty, but for some reason they made it a sequel, and it was like, man, that was a little bit better. And it just <laughs> kept getting be better and better.
0: Soldier. Then they'd be like Universal Soldier.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Universal Soldier, the original, was... Was that a hit? But, I mean, it wasn't you know, it wasn't bad. The,
2: yeah, that one wasn't bad. The second one... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The... And, and the, the third one and the fourth are kind of a toss up. Anyway, back to Hellraiser.
3: Yeah,
0: back to Hellraiser. So I have yet to stay awake all through the fourth one. <laughs> so that's where oh, I'm Nice.
2: At. <laughs> Must be riveting.
0: Fine. Yeah. I keep putting them on. I like to put on movies before I go to sleep. That I don't. I have no fear of like falling asleep during. So, so the Hellraiser <laughs> <laughs> movies have fallen into my bedtime slot. Nice. So what what did what did you think of the third okay, one? My sometimes. bedtime
3: slot is that a metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: we'll be talking more about bedtime slots during the brood. Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> uh, so what did you think of the third one since you hadn't seen that one?
0: Oh my gosh, it was, yeah, oh. that was <laughs> that was another one of those movies where it, they had those inex, inexplicable ideas of what a club is, you know? Like where they have Armored Saint playing at this goth club. <laughs> <laughs> the third one. Yeah, like that's the one where where the uh, the the club owner party kid art dealer happens to buy the box thinking it's like a cool art piece, and of course it you know all falls in his face. Not good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, can't yeah. win them all, right? Right. Well, <laughs>
0: you can't win. You can't win seven of them in this case. Ooh. Yeah.
3: You chose it. Now you wear it.
2: <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, was that it?
3: I'll wear it the way I wear Eastman sweat.
2: Uh, oh, okay. So if you had to drink, had to drink a glass of sweat. Oh my! Do you drink it cold or do you, do you drink it warm?
0: Yeah. I can say Stop. you want to drink it warm. You want to gargle it like like salt water oh,
3: God, god, Some. <laughs> fucking vomit.
2: <laughs> uh, do you throw it back in the glass from the from the warm <laughs> sweat or do you and you then pour the vomit the all over
3: your face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that's a George Eastman's vomit uh, induced vomit. <laughs>
2: It's got a sweat written mixed right in. Yeah,
3: you know, I wonder what kind of person he was like in real life. You know, I wonder if he's like quiet or you know, good order grand- a pizza and watch good WWF grandfather. Hmm? Yeah, good grandpa. grandfather. Yeah, can you imagine if your grandpa was George Eastman? He was a he was a he was
2: a big San Martino fan.
3: Yeah, you walk in and he's like eating his own guts. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weirdo.
2: Zom, uh, what did you watch this
3: week? All right. I'm prepared. I watched an Alfred Hitchcock movie.
2: Ooh, horror.
3: Directed by Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> uh, it's more suspense than horror. Ah, fuck. It's, uh, it's 1942's Saboteur. And uh, this stars uh, Robert Cummings. Not Robert Cumming. Robert Cummings. <laughs> and uh, some other people that, you know, some old like movie stars because, you know, it's 1940. Uh, it's pretty good. It has, uh, you know, some sabotage, or as William Shatter would say, sabotage uh, in it. And uh, it's more or less a, kind of a thriller with some World War II spies and trying to cause some trouble and frame Robert Cummings. Uh, next thing I watched is I click backwards, and hopefully it'll go to where I want it to be. Uh, is a movie from 2013 directed by Nicholas Weinvindingreffen called Only God Forgives. <laughs> How many times trying is that to, now? Trying to set a record on that one. Never enough. Never, uh,
0: hmm? no, never hmm. enough. You can't watch it enough.
3: Well, that and Drive and Pacific Rim are you know <laughs> pretty much on a daily rotation. Uh, this is a pretty good movie. I liked it. <laughs>
2: You need to. Maybe you need to add uh, Prometheus back into the mix. It's been I a while. I need the
3: soundtrack to um, Only God Forgives because I, fi- I have been finding myself listening to some of the songs. The karaoke. I can songs. send it
4: to you. I have it.
3: There you go. That's illegal.
4: It's what? awesome too. Um, the soundtrack.
3: I think that when it comes right down to it, that this movie, when you strip away all the bullshit, it's just a movie about karaoke. Um, let's see. Kind of like the one with Huey Lewis and Gwyneth Paltrow, which I did not watch. I have, but I did uh, The next thing I watched was from 2013. It's directed by David M. Rosenthal, and it's a movie called A Single Shot with Sam Rockwell and his big butt, uh, Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> There's several people in here that sh- – or not several, but there's a couple that show up, and you're like, hey, wait a minute. That's so-and-so. Um, Sam Sam Rockwell does not show off his large butt in this. Does he dance?
0: Does he dance no, at all?
3: No. Well, he doesn't dance, no. He's a redneck, and he lives in West Virginia. And uh, Actually, it's pretty good. It's a new release, and it's on iTunes, like a pre-release deal. You can rent it. Uh, It's not bad. The only thing is, if you live here and you see that they do this a lot in movies where they kind of overdo the redneckery. Like, even the biggest rednecks that I know don't talk like the way they use the (laughs) vernacular that they use. Uh, But it's all right. Sam Rockwell's good. I watched another Alfred Hitchcock movie. Don't say it's a horror movie because it's not. And it's 1953's I Confess!
1: Hmm.
3: And it's uh stars Montgomery Clift Ann Baxter and Carl Malden and he you know we do have a kind of a religious uh bent or angle or whatever to uh this week's show and Montgomery Clift plays a priest in this and doesn't have anything to do with like child molestation or anything like that. Um it's a murder mystery suspense thingy. Alfred Hitchcock knees. Nice. Carl Malden has a big light bulb nose. Um <laughs> I watched a documentary from 2007 called Body of War, and this was directed by and written by Phil Donahue. Woo! Who's my hero? Um, <laughs> it's a good movie. It's, it's one that will not only piss you off so bad, uh, but it will make – it didn't make me cry because I'm a man, but it could have if I was weaker than what I am. Uh, it's about a young guy who went to uh, – he signed up, like, two days after 9-11 to uh, go get some revenge, and he thought he was going to Afghanistan to fight al-Qaeda. He went to Iraq, got uh, wounded, I think, the, like, second day he was there, paralyzed from the chest down, and they um, intertwine, uh, like, um, the talking points – uh you know smoking gun become a mushroom cloud the gun doesn't smoke until it's fired and also the uh senators voting for the iraq war uh in between showing him and all the stuff that it, it really opens your eyes to a lot of things uh and that's what phil said uh about um so you see somebody in a wheelchair and you think oh my god that'd be horrible but there's a lot of things that you don't think about that they have to go through like um He can't regulate his own body temperature, so he has to wear a vest, and his his wife is just constantly putting in these, like, ice packs and stuff like that. And just things like – just having to live that, you know, sexual dysfunction and things like that for a guy who's only, like, 21, 22 years old. It's really sad. Um, I watched – and this this one made me mad today right before we went on the air. (laughs) <laughs> because it's one of these ones that, like, I'm looking up uh, the name of the movie on IMDb and it won't come up. Because I thought for sure that this movie had the tit- the, 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 the name X Men in the movie title, but it doesn't. It's called X 2. Uh, and it has the X Men is not in the title. So it had a hard time finding it. This one's a. Uh, pretty good. I liked it because it has Brian Cox in it, and I love Cox. <laughs> waka waka! <laughs> and it has the chick from uh, Blood Rain Third Reich playing Lady Deathstrike. Uh, and I just think she's hot. I, I, and, you know, she was good in that. You know, Not not bad. It's not great. Wolverine's hair is pretty laughable and ridiculous, <laughs> which it is in the comics. So. Um, and Halle Berry uh, decided that she wasn't going to be in this movie because it didn't she didn't want to be in it because it didn't have enough. Uh, her role wasn't big enough. So you can tell that they like added shit, which means absolutely nothing for her to do, including on the poster I'm looking at right now. It's like an X with people's faces, and the two at the top, the, t- the two main ones are Hugh Jackman and Halle Berry. And her role in it is pretty insignificant, I think, <laughs> which is pretty pathetic. Make me feel good. Yeah. And uh, next thing I watched was another Alfred Hitchcock movie. It's a Hitchcock trifecta, 1940, and it's called Foreign Correspondent. And don't say this movie is a horror movie because it's not a horror movie. It's more no. of a thrill. <laughs> uh, it stars uh, Joel McCrae, who talks to his nose a lot, uh, and uh, Lorraine Day and Herbert Marshall, who I have no idea who they are, but they're in the movie. Uh, this one was pretty good. Um, it's kind of... Uh, yeah, like uh, some people were kind of starting to cause trouble in Europe before World War One or two, one or the other. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. That was the first one I watched. I went backwards, so I forget. But it's not bad. These uh, these uh, old Hitchcock movies are not bad. He was a uh, he, I think, yeah, pretty good. he good guy. <laughs> He's kind of a jerk, actually. But did anybody see that movie? The with uh. Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, Hopkins.
2: It, was right. it was all right. It wasn't it was, very good? Mm, it was kind of boring.
3: Well, there you go. Honestly
2: I, don't even know, honestly, I don't even remember if I finished it. I think I might have skipped the last 20 minutes or so. My wife was watching it, and I might have left the room.
3: Oh, and I was told by one of our friends, uh, Scott, uh, recently when we were talking about um, Only God Forgives. Uh-huh. Now, let me know what you think about that. Okay, now you've seen this, right? Yes. has everybody okay. else? Yes, Yes. He said he watched... 10 minutes of it, and turned it off because it was boring, and then went on to say how much it sucked.
1: (laughs)
2: 10 minutes, huh?
3: Yeah, and now I I took him to task, which Tanny can attest to, (laughs) because I just find it... I I mean, I'm... If you're gonna... I don't know. I I don't want to sound like a jerk, but I mean, shit. At least watch the goddamn thing. If
4: you're not gonna like it, at least you can watch the whole thing and then say you don't like it.
3: Yeah, because then, you know... What I don't know. I, at what, I, I, at what I,
2: point is it safe to give up on a movie? Like what percent of the movie do you need to see before you can say, eh, it's not really for me?"
0: At well, least 50%. A, yeah. At least 50. I've By been the way, in a theater
3: and walked out.
0: Can I make a side note? Mm-hmm. I forgot this week I also watched Man of Tai Chi starring Keanu Reeves.
3: Ooh. And uh, Isn't that
0: good? It, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. Anyway, but it was it was funny to me because he's like the head of this you know underground fighting syndicate, and I thought about oh. like what a great crossover movie it would be if like, he had to meet up with uh, with uh, Ryan from uh, Only oh God Forgives. Yeah,
3: thought,
2: and please. Ryan could get his ass kicked again. Yes,
0: Keanu well, could kick his ass. It'd be great.
3: But Wendy has a theory about guys getting their asses kicked. I do. Yeah, you said that all guys secretly want to get their asses kicked.
0: Oh, they do by
3: women stomping <laughs> on their balls.
0: It, it definitely, it's the ball stomping.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, I I'm kind of a wuss. I don't like pain. Am I wrong? I have no <laughs> desire to ever get hit in the face or anything. No, it's not not that, that's not for me. Maybe I'm not a. I do cry at movies, so maybe I'm not a real man, though. So,
3: well, that's not debatable.
2: I didn't watch a whole lot. Were you done with your list? Fuck yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I, I finished Carrie, the original, the Brian De Palma. Uh, um, and I talked briefly about the odd sexual sexualized shower scene from the beginning. Yeah. Um, Piper Laurie is a cunt. And uh, <laughs> I, I was, I, one thing I wondered about it, I don't know if this is going to spoil anything, so sorry yeah. if so. Did, did did William Cat have a, a change in feeling about Carrie by the uh, end? He had
3: really, really curly blonde hair.
2: Yeah, I mean, we did. Because, you know, I, I don't know how much he was into what, what was going on. And if by the end he was kind of like changing how he thought or what do you think?
3: I haven't seen it in years. Yeah.
2: Anybody? Anybody?
4: Same. I haven't seen it in a long time. <laughs>
3: I remember when he w- was surfing with Jan Michael Vincent. Gary. We reviewed
2: that. Um, I yeah, that I liked one. how uh, John Travolta kept slapping Nancy Allen in the mouth. That was pretty funny. Uh, I like and, uh, that,
3: too, because I'll be honest with you. I would like to slap when Nancy <laughs> Allen, the way she did then. I'd like to slap her in the mouth, but not in a bad way.
2: <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, PJ Souls was kind of a cunt in it, too. Yeah. Um, it was very good. I... I um, did not remember after the prom scene. I, I didn't remember the end of that movie, so I don't know if I ever finished it. Something, but uh, I'm glad I watched it this month. It's, it's you did good.
3: intentionally wait until we had two women on the show to to uh, say the word guns. twice in <laughs> <least And>, yeah. <laughs> first ten minutes of the show. Uh, sorry,
2: sorry. And then they but talk about really. me. What? Um, and then uh, out of the blue, I decided to watch uh, the Omen. And the Omen two. I've never seen any of the Omen movies, and uh, these uh, these seventies devil worship movies are, and you know, we'll tie that back to Rosemary's Baby this week. They're pretty get they're pretty interesting. I like this. Richard Donner directed the first one. That's Mister Superman director. Um, I did it for you, Damien. This was uh yeah this I the, thought his the, nanny was kind of a cunt. <laughs> yeah, she well she was. Um, and then uh, what's his face in the second one was kind of a cunt. Uh. Uh, what was his name? You know, that guy. Lance Henriksen. Um, but the, uh, the omen, the, very good. Gregory Peck uh, was, was good in it with his uh, slopey eyebrows, very expressive brows. But this is. Um, dad. What?
3: I wish Gregory Peck was my dad.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well.
0: Would you daddy propose to him? You want to ask him to adopt you?
2: He might not be alive anymore.
3: Uh, not now. I'd be. Oh boy, I'm like a man now.
2: Like um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> the uh, but the the first one very good. The second one was I'm into the whole uh, Damien story. The first one, the second one's not great. I still enjoyed it just to see. I'm i I'm going to have to see this. Third and the fourth oh, one. Oh, you got to
3: see the third, the final conflict with Sam Neal.
2: Yeah, Sam Neil, where he's grown up, and then I think he's supposed to uh, fight uh, reincarnated Jesus in that one. That one sounds good. And then the fourth one was made for TV. That might be a train wreck, but I, st- I need to know how it finishes. So maybe, maybe for next week I'll be watching. He fights this.
3: Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> reincarnated way, Jesus.
2: Hacksaw. I watched. A, I watched a match. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And I watched this. I, I bring this up because I watched it like four times because I watched this. <laughs> Just wrestling when I go to sleep, but I keep starting this match over and over again. Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Dusty Rhodes against Hacksaw Butch Reed and Hercules huh? Hernandez. Yeah. Weird combo. And they, yeah, were all, they're just, they're no they were all wearing jeans and like tank tops. So I don't know if it was something... Match. Bunkhouse? Okay. Yeah, bunkhouse. And besides that, I've listened, because I don't have live TV, I've listened to so much baseball, my, uh, my head is spinning. Um, it's a very exciting... American League Championship um, Series this year and uh,
3: last time we recorded, I we didn't talk about baseball, but I thought you would be crying because I had just watched the Red Sox get beat. But then they've since since we recorded last, they've come back and won two fucking games, and I'm a little bit pissed off.
2: <laughs> you, well, you don't want them to win.
3: I wanted to hear you cry.
2: <laughs> uh, not right, not right now. Maybe maybe after the weekend's over. But uh, yeah, so uh, that was when did, we recorded Sunday night, right? So that was after. The the super comeback and then um, yeah then they lost this week or uh, the day before yesterday which was disheartening so it's a constant roller coaster I just live with a stomach ache this time of year if the Red Sox from the playoffs and that's just how it goes so got a day off today back to playing tomorrow back in Boston go Sox anyway I pulled the old hat out of the closet it's all torn up and stinky but well, I had to do it uh cool that's all I watched so. Uh, Let's take a break and come back. Anybody have a preference on which movie we cover first? We want to go classy or trashy first.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Classy it is. We'll come back and do Rosemary's Baby, nineteen sixty-eight. We'll be right back.
5: Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood, like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Ally McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boppo friend if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about visit showshow Show at showshow.potomatic.com or search Showshow, Show, all one Word in the iTunes Store.
2: Right. rosemary's baby 68 so there's a to that uh that song and the break because i believe robert evans was a producer on this movie famous Hollywood producer robert evans um so yeah i'd never seen this one this is uh i'll, I'll, I'll uh, introduce it here i guess uh should I do the voice? A young couple move into a new apartment, only to be surrounded by peculiar neighbors and occurrences. When the wife becomes mysteriously pregnant, paranoia over the safety of her unborn child begins controlling her life.
3: Now, don't do the voice.
2: Oh, too late. Uh, Tanny, this was your choice, if All I'm right. not mistaken again. <laughs> uh, so, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about it here and tell us, uh, tell us your history. With this okay. film,
4: well, let's see. Uh, it's one of my favorite films, but um, of horror films anyway. So, let's get into it. It creeps me out every time I watch it. So, <laughs> I read the book as well. <laughs> what? Clip
3: uh, my toenails. Go ahead. Clip
4: <laughs> Gross.
2: I just found one on the floor too, a fingernail, I think. Cool.
4: Ew. Sympatico. <laughs> but the. Book is pretty similar to it, and um, I don't know if anyone has read it. It's by Ira Levine, and that's the same person that wrote Stepford Wives and a bunch of other shit. I guess
2: I don't. I don't read a lot, so uh, if odds are, I've never read the book. Read the book that based on anything. So, and, and it's not not that I don't like reading; it's just that I am so slow at it. I fucking take forever, and I end up giving up on books. And yeah,
4: well, it's like anything else: the more you do it, the faster you'll get. Yeah, it's an easy read. Actually, it's he. he not like a complicated writer, mm. so I recommend it. But so anyway, uh, let's see. So we start off the movie with them um, visiting the apartment that they're trying to get, which is actually the famous Dakota Apartments in New York, um, where like John Lennon got shot and oh. a bunch of people live and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know. Now was it yeah.
2: was the was this filmed on location or was that a set that you would see the?
3: On location. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, okay.
4: So, um, yeah, I think the entrance where they're standing um, at the beginning with the arch, the big arch, that's actually we got shot in the south entrance. So, Ugh. but later. Um, anyway, so it's a really nice building. I've been there. You, you can't go inside, but um, it's, it's 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 pretty awesome. Uh,
2: we'll and to tie it back to the Beatles again, Roman Polanski's pregnant wife Sharon Tate. Mm-hmm. Charles Manson, one year later, one year after this movie was released. Helter yeah. Skelter, yes. Yeah, true. Creepy
4: now,
0: is, this, is this apartment sort of like... It seems like New York has this sort of uh, myth of the rent-controlled apartments. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like, it seems like apparently in the 70s or something, you could get a huge place for a cheap rate and then keep it all through the rest of your life. I've never heard of this in any other city.
2: I, I don't know. I, yeah, we're, rent control is a thing in New York now. I've never... I think, like, I don't know if it's still as the the situation because usually now, when I think when that happens, is corporations or big whatever, you know, people with money end up buying up the places so so they can hike up the rent
3: themselves. But that's why John Lennon was secretly killed to get out of his contract.
0: (laughs) I want your apartment. (laughs) Because that was the justification on friends. Like, whenever there's a justification of, like, why does this poor person have a huge apartment in New York, it's like, oh,
3: rent control.
2: That is Zom's favorite show. Uh huh. What? the friends
3: (laughs) that i just want to hate fuck everybody on friends
2: oh (laughs) Uh, especially schwimmer
3: (laughs) no i hate him i'd like to beat him (laughs) no go ahead
4: (laughs) all right so we see them go into the apartment and they're checking it out and apparently this lady died there um before which sort of starts in with all these clues of what's Creepiness going on in there, um, and she finds a note that just says, "I can no longer associate myself," and then it cuts off. So, what's the deal with that thing? And she's got all these herbs growing everywhere. And
2: oh yeah, and the in the the big um, what are those things called? The chest? No, the
4: oh uh, like, the wardrobe. Thing. The wardrobe
2: pushed in front of the closet door.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the wardrobe's blocking the door. Hmm. Wonder what. Wonder why that's there. <laughs> Um, but she wants the apartment. She's she said she loves it, and oh, it's so it's more expensive and everything. But they're gonna get it. So
3: there's it was kind of a dump that. when they first went in there. I mean, like the plaster and shit was falling off the walls, and well, yeah. I guess
2: it's because an old lady lived there, so she hadn't been yeah. keeping them. She, they said Probably she was smelled old. Smelled like an old
3: woman. Uh-huh.
2: Cat Moth. shit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> ben Gay puss.
2: <laughs> Gross. <laughs> That would probably not feel good. Been gay on anything besides maybe your shoulders.
4: It's gross, too. So. Um, then they go talk to their friend, and he starts telling them about all these um, stories about witches and babies being eaten and all these things going on in that apartment building. Um, people dying and committing suicide and all sorts of fun things like that. But uh, she doesn't seem to be by any of this. I'm not, She said, well you know, whatever, like, as long as she said she didn't care if the lady died in the apartment, or people die all the time, you know, what? Okay, so...
2: And Mia, Mia Farrow, uh, Farrow, she was cute in this, man. She was. She had to have been very young.
3: Hmm, let's see how old she yeah, was. Yeah, she, really, she was really young, and she was married to Frank Sinatra at the time, and he was, like, goddamn 50, and she was probably, like, 24, something let's like
2: see, that. Let's see, she was born she in was 45, 45, so she was... Yeah, told. she was twenty yeah. when they or twenty. Yeah, probably twenty when they filmed this movie.
3: Old Blue Eyes was a fucking cradle robin weirdo. <laughs> it says in <laughs> so the
2: trivia on IMDb that, that. He,
0: so apparently he, she just loved marrying creepy, creepy uh, <laughs> robbing weirdos.
2: But yeah, it's, it says it says and on working on the, for them. It says on the IMDb that uh, he actually they got they started their divorce proceedings during the filming of this movie. Well, he
3: was pissed. <laughs> he didn't even want her. He was one of those ones that was like. You know, uh, like uh, Steve McQueen with Ali McGraw, you know, as soon as they got together, you're not going to work anymore. I'm the man, you know. Give me a break. Insecure men (laughs) just want their balls stepped on. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Sorry, continue.
4: That's fine.
2: (laughs) I warned you that it would be interruption after interruption.
4: (laughs) Conversation, right? So. Um they're having this cute little p- picnic in the creepy apartment and I just I don't know. I like that scene a lot. But then
0: wait, guys. make love. Wait, yeah. I loved the sound editing in that scene. Like I loved it, like when they just shut the lights off and it was just them awkwardly taking their clothes off and it was it was just quiet. It was just like the sound of them taking their clothes off. I thought it was so naturalistic and just so nicely done. That was my she, favorite she scene. Was- of the movie.
3: I thought she was like really good for the part because she was supposed to be really naive and she came yeah. off that way. Because, I mean, you know, honest to God, if I was like in a new apartment and we were having like a little picnic on the floor and the woman, uh, the girl just looks at me and says, let's make love. I'd, li- I'd fucking like laugh at her face. <laughs> I'd be like, you're with the wrong dude, man.
4: <laughs> let's make love. What?
1: <laughs> what? What is
2: that?
4: Did everyone turn the lights out in the 60s to have sex? I thought that was kind of weird. He
2: could have left the light on. She was she had a nice little body on her. He could look at a that
4: hardwood floor too. And I'm sure a, it
2: was dirty. You
3: know, I, I know later on they used a body double uh, for like the nude scenes, but uh, Sinatra was not down with her showing her boobies.
2: Oh wait, that wasn't her boobies. Later nope. on. Oh well, it was right there. You get a little side boob when she takes her dress off, right yeah. there. Though. Uh,
4: hmm. So let's see.
2: This, well, the, the the stunt the body double had puffy nipples.
4: Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> <is pretty> <laughs> <laughs> <Nice. laughs>
3: These nipples were done by Vidal Sassoon.
1: them <laughs> <laughs> right up.
0: Now, did did this movie popularize that haircut, or was Vidal Sassoon like already known for that pixie? cut? I think
3: it popularized it because I, I it was like that little pixie haircut.
2: Oh no, yeah. it's the 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 French movie that did that that popularized it. What was the? Uh,
3: fuck. Oh, uh, 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 the the breathless, breathless, yeah, breathless, yeah. Uh-huh. Bellamundo. they cut <sighs> Bellamundo's hair short, and so then all the women were like, "Man, you know, <laughs> yeah."
4: I want that. <laughs> so uh, the neighbors are these old people. That lady is really annoying. Um, I hate her <laughs> from like the very beginning. Like I can't stand her like voice and her like whole personality. Is just like this super old nosy lady. Nosy as shit.
3: Uh, it's
2: Ruth like, Gordon. And yeah. then and she was also in another movie we did. Herbie the Love Bug. Herbie the love bug, and <laughs> we didn't do that, and Harold oh. Her- and Maud.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah, she's wonderful in Harold and Maud.
2: She's good in this, too. I think she might have won yes. an Oscar for this, didn't she? Yeah. Yes, yeah, she, yeah, did.
4: she did. Oh, okay. I was going to say she needs to win an Oscar for this, because <laughs> yeah. totally played it off, and it was super obnoxious. Um, oh, but anyway, Rosemary meets um, Terry, who's this young lady that's living with um, the Castavets the old people and she's staying with them and she's got this like necklace charm that they gave her and it smells really bad. Um, okay, I, now, want
3: necklace. Re- re- I didn't mean to interrupt of course, but uh, you read the book, right? I did. Was the, the name of the people in the book, was it Castavetes? Castavetes. Hmm. Or... I don't
4: know if it's something that's like from just a playoff of Castavetes.
3: That's what I was wondering. Cause I mean, yeah. it's kind of a qu- dink that uh, right. John yeah. Castavetes was. So if it, if they would have picked Robert Redford, who they wanted to start with instead of John Cassavetes, it would have been like Redford. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, Fedward.
0: <laughs> See, I'll, I feel like Cassavetes was such I a mean, perfect pick for this because he was he played it off kind of skeevy. I think I don't think Robert Redford. I think we associate well, Robert Redford as too. I class think now.
3: that they said something like that. That Roman or not Roman guy was supposed to be like this really handsome, you know, actor or whatever. And Cast of I thought he was good, but I also think I read the or well, okay. I'm gonna confess something to you right now. Listen. Okay. <laughs> I brought the criteria bought the criterion of this in uh I don't know if it was Cincinnati or if it was in Indianapolis or whatever. And they have a really cool uh featurette on the extras where they talk about the making of the movie. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I'm thinking that I either read or saw it on there that they thought that Cassavetes was a little too old to play the part um, for, for you know, to. He definitely looked older than her.
0: I mean, he definitely, yeah.
4: I was going to say he's definitely way older than she is. Yeah.
0: See, but but I but I got, that's the impression that I got. It's like. Because he was always this sort of floundering actor, like, he has that air of desperation. He could be an older guy, you know? Because clearly he has a resume ba- back up. that. As, as she reminds everyone, he was in Never Trust an Albatross.
3: Yeah, and she likes older men, so maybe they were just kind of playing off that. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think if Robert Redford, if Robert Redford had had the role, like you couldn't believe, like has this guy not made it? You know, I feel like you needed a guy who you could believe was a failing actor. Yeah.
3: Who wouldn't fuck Robert Redford? I mean, yeah. he's <laughs> He's an old man.
0: Yeah, Satan would fuck Robert Redford.
3: Oh, Spoiler alert. alert. Oh, wait. oh. <laughs> God. So yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I don't
4: know. His, his look doesn't do it for me. I feel like he's. Fucking sleazy and creepy looking. So, uh, I, don't, I think he's
0: super, super. I think he's super handsome, handsome in his <laughs> his improvised. Drama. Yeah,
4: but you
3: want to drink George Eastman's sweat too. So <laughs> <Yeah. let's go. laughs> I think we've already established that. That
4: I know, taste. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Again, maybe, it's the, maybe
3: it's
4: just the character in the movie
3: And you're talking about Woody Allen and fucking Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll drink George Eastman's sweat. <laughs> and John Cassavetes is fucking now you know this i i really think that um the i always remember Cassavetes from you know his the shit that he directed and, and also that he started in but like the dirty dozen he played like the you know kind of uh rat like creepy guy and when i was watching this at the beginning you know i thought this is really cool because it's Cassavetes not playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That motherfucker! He couldn't help himself.
4: <laughs> yeah, I he's haven't seen shit. anything else, so I just think he's.
2: Oh, you've he's, never seen him in anything else? Have you seen any of his directed movies?
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't seen. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not like too familiar with him. So this is like the main thing that that you know represents him for me. um I don't know if that's a good thing or not, mm-hmm. but. <laughs>
0: I loved yeah, I love Faces, and I also loved, you know, Gloria and and the other movies he's done, you know, Killing of Chinese bookie, I think was great.
3: Woman Under the Influence. Awesome. Under (laughs) the Influence is great.
4: Yeah, Yeah, I've seen that. Okay, so let's see. So we find out that Rosemary's apartment is actually the back of, or the old back part of the castle cast of vets apartment so we're wondering if maybe that's where the closet is blocked mm. off who knows and they're in bed at night and they start hearing this uh chanting through the walls like because i guess the walls are super thin and all of a sudden it's creepy chanting and what the fuck is that like they just look like hmm wonder what that is who knows but i don't think they haven't met them yet so just like mentioned that previously, and then we find out that Terry, the girl that was living there, is dead. Like, she threw herself out a window.
3: <laughs> that was pretty gruesome. Uh, when they lifted the sh- when they lifted yeah. the shit up, it was, mm-hmm.
4: it was think- pretty,
3: it was pretty
2: brightly colored. But it, I mean, I mean, they that was some, it wasn't just like somebody laying on the sidewalk, it actually had some makeup done where it's kind of like her head looked kind of burst. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: pretty gross. And then Roman, the old dude, comes up and he's like, "Has there been an accident?" And obviously, like he knew something was going to happen. So
3: now let's talk about Roman and and his and Minnie. Uh, (laughs) Roman definitely was a fashion uh, uh, plate. I mean, he was always dressed like you know how an old man dresses to the nines. They make you might laugh at how they dress, but he was always like matching shirt, tie, and a little ascot or something, you know. (laughs) But now I think they based his character on Alistair Crowley. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I've read that like a million times. So I shouldn't even say I think because I know they did. Because
4: you know.
2: He was born close to here, that actor. Sidney Blackmer. Born in 1895, by the way.
3: Oh. Did, he suppress the, did he fight to suppress the black vote?
2: I, he lived right through that. So
3: yeah,
2: He's almost fucking old enough to remember slavery. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, he died <laughs> in 73, but...
4: <laughs> Jesus Christ. all right so let's see so they see they're like okay what happened we we knew something was going to happen or they they hint at that and and then that's where the neighbors come to visit them and the old lady just she's super fucking annoying and nosy (laughs) neighbors from hell i mean
3: that sounds stupid in the saying that for this movie but even if they weren't what they ended (laughs) up being they were the neighbors from hell
4: they were they are um so um he's and then uh, let's see oh yeah. So then Guy says that this other guy got the part in this play that he's trying to get. He you know, you can tell he's worried about his career, like he's not the greatest or you know, he's just having difficulty taking off and he's concerned about it. Um and the Minnie invites Rosemary to go over and have dinner with them and she really doesn't want to, but she's you know, she talks her into it and she tells Guy when he gets there and he like I really don't want to go over there. What the hell? Um, but they go over there and have dinner with them. Um, and Minnie's wearing this beautiful dress, of, like four different neon colors, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, swirly psychedelic 60s style. Um, and um, you know, they go over there.
3: I, I kind of liked the the like the the stuff that Rosemary wore, like the little mini skirt dresses that are kind of like yeah. the. I, I thought they were cute. I mean, even now. I mean, but Yeah, like, they're
4: cute. Yeah. I'm totally. glad
3: Minnie wasn't wearing anything like that. But I did like Minnie's pink apron. I liked her neon pink apron. Oh,
0: so,
4: yeah. She's a very rustic couple. That's for sure. Um, so Roman is super interested in Guy. He's asking him a million questions about his work and he starts like bashing religion and stuff like that and Rosemary says she's Catholic. Um, <laughs> Um, and uh, res oh, Minnie's also super interested in Rosemary's fertility. Um, you know, I don't know if that's like an old lady thing, like saying, like, you know, do you have any kids, or are you, are you gonna, planning on having any? You know, what's going on with that? Um, kind of creepy. I don't like people asking me questions like that.
2: So, how is your fertility, by
3: the way? <laughs> <laughs> so, do you like to do a doggy style on the floor? <laughs>
4: yeah i don't know i mean i don't know if that's normal like chatter or who knows well you know
3: the older you get you just i think that from like my grandparents and my older relatives you just lose all inhibitions or or you don't you just don't get i wonder sometimes if they actually don't give a shit that they're being rude and making you uncomfortable or they they are doing it and getting their jollies by doing it (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, well i i went i went to have uh, one of my roommates in college. I went to have dinner at a uh, lo, a local retirement home with his grandparents and um, while we were walking to dinner um, his she grandmother nuts. I, what she grabbed my nuts and it 's like she didn 't even care no she was <laughs> saying that um, she was saying something about go, you know something about the grocery store she was she was talking to her husband. Um, and I was walking with my friend behind them, maybe like ten feet behind. And she said something about the colored boy that bags groceries at the grocery store. And I lean over and whisper, "I was like,
3: colored."
2: And she stops and she turns around and she's like, "Oh, I'm old. It's okay if I say things like
3: that." <laughs> <laughs> you should just heard some of the stuff my grandma said. Yeah.
4: Cree, cree, cree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. <laughs> then all of a sudden Guy is super interested in going to people's house to chit chat and whatnot and Rosemary's like, Why the fuck are you going over there? Like because
3: yeah, he didn't even like want anything to do with them at first. He was normal. Yeah. He was like, These are these are the neighbors from hell, let's not start talking to them. And like, then all of a sudden he's like, I gotta go tell Guy yeah, Mini. I gotta like, you
4: know acting all weird, like, Oh, I have to go over there again and like talk to him and he's super interesting and she's like, Okay, what, what the fuck is all that about? So maybe there's something going on there. Um, And Minnie comes over again, and and she gives Rosemary a beautiful gift that is the necklace that Terry was wearing that was probably all covered in blood. That's kind of creepy. My question was, do you
0: think she had a drawer full of these necklaces? Do you think she should wipe the blood off?
3: (laughs) (laughs) And and it smelled smelled like shit.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it, smell, it smells like shit, too. The Tannis root, which is in there, or whatever the hell that is. That's Wait a trying is that spell on her get,
3: thing. Is that where we get Tanny from? Is that
2: short <laughs> for Tannis?
4: I don't smell. <laughs> what was that pause? Wait a minute. Uh, uh. I don't smell bad anyway, so I don't think so. <laughs> you don't no. think
3: you smell bad, or you don't think that's where it comes from?
4: <laughs> I don't know. All right, all right. See. is it real I'm, I'm trying to find out if it's real i don't think it is maybe it is um okay so sorry
2: okay i'll look it up so
4: she gives her yeah go ahead and look that up she's wearing the necklace now or she doesn't want to wear it she's like this shit stinks um, i'm not gonna wear it um and then guy comes back okay so then guy gets the part po- and the reason that he gets apart is because the other dude said all of a sudden went blind, and we don't know how that happened at all. So, much. kind of creepy. Um, maybe that's why.
2: It is fictional, and it is also the name of a local uh, uh, merchandising company here in my town, <laughs> Tannis Root Productions.
3: <laughs> Did they suppress the black vote?
4: What I hope so. I mean. What? Tannis Root Productions. Tannis Root Productions oh, makes just t-shirts like a, um, screen printing. So, yeah. Oh, I okay, heard it. Is. I see it. Oh, they're a fan of Rosemary's Baby. So, hmm. Alright, so let's see. Oh, okay, she... Minnie brings over a dessert for them one day. It's like a thing. Uh, Moose or mouse, as she called it. And uh, she doesn't want to eat it, or she starts eating it, and she's like, oh, this is good, and then she says, hey, oh, Taste and guy's like, No, no taste! Eat it, eat it. And she's like, What the fuck, dude? Like, I don't want to eat this shit. And so he gets all pissed at her. He's you know, he he's you know, what the fuck is going on here? Like he's starting to act like a total dick and it's weird. And then later on we see that he didn't really eat it, he put it into a napkin. Um and then she faints. Well,
2: she puts it into the napkin, but she eats yeah. enough of it though. But I, I don't think I don't know that his I think he I think he, he might it. have been in on this whole thing by then.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Of course he's in on it. Yeah. Um so maybe his didn't have anything in it, yeah. you think? Probably yeah. not. Yeah. He didn't so, get Satan roofied. Yeah. <laughs> so she passes out and then there's this weird dream sequence um with her being on a boat laying on a boat and there's all these people around like a party and uh, Guy starts like stripping off her clothes, and then we're in an old person orgy. I really, he, I, I,
3: uh. he shoots that dream, the dream sequence stuff so well. I mean, yeah. it feels so weird and creepy, and you know how, like, in a dream where uh things that make no sense whatsoever seem like they do, and hmm. people the way they talk it d- doesn't match up it, it was so that was just kind of like well, an unnerving it, kind of it thing.
2: reminded me of the scenes in uh, his movie repulsion too like yeah. there's a lot of weird scenes like that in that movie as well where he would where the um catherine deneuve would uh you know kind of have these weird freak out moments and you weren't sure if it was a dream or hallucination or what and that was uh, I like the way he does those type of scenes.
0: Yeah.
4: Hey, can I ask? Was there a symbolism to the fact that it was on a boat?
2: I think it's because yeah. she was dizzy.
4: Okay. Just maybe she was feeling like she was floating around or something yeah. like that. Um, but also Ron Hubbard's boat. Ron Hubbard's.
3: Yeah, him and Jack Parsons.
4: Okay, so then there's the old <laughs> which was really gross. Um, you know didn't really need to see that, but we see <laughs> that she's getting raped by Satan and um, she kind of thinks that she's waking up and many It wasn't like Satan, it was George
3: Eastman. <laughs> 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 didn't, didn't you tell by the hands? <laughs> 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 I like when the thing is like fucking her. And it's on top of her, and it's got, like, its hand on the side of her face, and her head's turned sideways. And somebody's, like, asking her questions, and they're like, do you need anything? Oh, no, it's okay. And you can just see her, like, rocking back and forth, this monster's fucking shit out of her. Yeah.
2: I guess that's not a spoiler. We can...
4: (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess we're spoiling the whole
2: thing. No, we we don't have to spoil the whole thing. We can... (laughs)
4: And then the next morning, she wakes up, she's got all these scratches on her, and she's like, what's going on? And okay, guy-
3: I, have to, I have to say something. Now, this is just from a guy perspective. Okay. And that's no pun intended, because his uh-huh. name is Guy. Okay. If, now, I think that we, <laughs> Guy plays off of the fact that Rosemary is a goddamn fucking doormat. Because I don't give a shit if you're married or not. I think I would have a fucking problem. Yes. And she got sleep raped. It, yeah. Yes. It's so gross. Oh, I just I just couldn't help. I just you know. And then he's like totally you know I, 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 that there were several different things that he does in this movie where uh, uh-huh. I mean shit. I don't know about the you know maybe I needed to go out with Mia Farrow, but God damn it. I mean if you look fucking crossways or you know what's fucking uh, it like when he uh, there's just different things that he does that are yeah. that is such he's such an asshole. Well yeah, okay. like
2: or well, when she gets the haircut and he's like that's the worst mistake you've ever made. That haircut looked yeah. terrible.
0: Yeah. Well, it's well, I threw damage. that it's book the in the doctor. trash. The doctor everyone patronizes her like all throughout yeah. the book. Like nobody trusts her intelligence at all. She's coddled like a little girl, which I feel is also kind of the purpose of like her well, pigtails and the the yeah, that's I part feel of the,
4: yeah, part of her look and her character is she's like innocent and But I know. mean seriously, I mean if it, if
3: I, I wouldn't give a shit. I mean, like I said, I mean I'm a dude, but Just from her perspective, even if it was your husband, and you were sick, you passed out, and then you wake up the next morning, and he admits, "Oh yeah, I climbed on top of me and fucked you." It was kind of sexy in a a necrophiliac kind of (laughs) (laughs) way. Like you are a fucking weirdo. It grossed me out.
0: And he was also like, "Well, they had been marking her fertile days on the calendar." He was like, "Well, I knew it was baby time, so it didn't matter. You were asleep."
4: yeah so that was creepy that's kind of like, I mean yeah, that,
3: is that not I mean to me that's like raping somebody you know totally
4: uh, he raped her yeah that's my note yeah. says he raped her the next he says he raped her the next morning except he didn't say he raped her
0: well they're yes. married
4: how can it be raped
3: yeah believe now Just did anybody did anybody get turned on at all when the devil was fucking rosemary <laughs> <laughs>
4: anybody anybody oh, yeah. <laughs> okay and he wants to go and tell me and Roman like what a creep why would you who the fuck man like I don't know he's a guy who just like wears on me this whole movie like uh, Zama's saying like he just get, starts doing all this fucking like unacceptable shit and Rosemary just sits there and takes it like I don't know it's it's upsetting
2: um, she's a modern woman
4: yeah No. <laughs> <laughs> um, strong she's strong, a strong character right um so she has
3: like this young. I'd like to see him try that shit with Gloria Steinem. <laughs> Get off you motherfucker!
4: It doesn't work. Um, so she goes to her doctor. She finds out she's pregnant. She's all excited, and then uh, Minnie like suggests she goes to their doctor or this other doctor that they know, who's like super awesome, and his name's Abe Saperstein. <laughs> and what kind of a name is that? Um, so he ma- she makes an appointment with her and sends sends her there to this another old person. Like seriously, so I don't know. I don't like the new doctor. Yeah, um, she had Charles
3: Grodin in his first film role.
4: Yeah.
2: God, he looks so young.
4: He looks really good in that.
3: Um, Would you fuck Charles Grodin?
4: Right now, or if no. you were
3: like unconscious and he climbed on top of you, <laughs> would you care?
4: <laughs> and his
3: fingernails were like long. You know.
4: Well, then I'm giving consent because. Uh, I'm a- oh my God, is that guy? Oh God, no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Poor Charles Groden. I bet he gets that got that a lot in his life.
2: <laughs> oh God, okay. no.
4: Yeah. I did not recognize him. Yeah, hey,
3: this guy who really likes you. Uh, is, it, is it the blonde guy, that Robert Redford guy? No, no, no. Is it this other guy? No, it's that guy there. Yeah. Oh, God, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Charles, I'm sorry. If you're listening to the show, we apologize for this.
3: Is he dead? I don't know.
0: Uh, he had a really great talk show where he was kind of awkward with people.
3: Oh, I love Charles Gordon.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> he's great.
3: Yeah, he's still alive.
4: Mm-hmm. Huh. yeah. Yeah, I recognize him. He I still don't... looks good, too. He does
2: not. I mean, you know, for, be, for being almost 80, he looks good.
4: Yeah. Well, she's saying he didn't even look good
3: in this, and he was probably... And when I say
2: look good, I don't mean sexy. I mean healthy.
3: Oh, uh, <laughs> <yeah, laughs> that's
4: different. Um, no, it doesn't look like the same person. I didn't recognize him.
3: He's very uh, dry. Would you rather, I mean, like, Saperstein is more, like, appealing?
4: No, 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 no. I guess I would have to go to Charles <laughs> He has a <to> choose. <laughs> yeah.
3: What about the black cab driver? <laughs> <laughs> or the elevator yeah, operator? <laughs> oh,
4: boy. Okay, so uh, let's see. Yeah, she, she she goes there, whatever. She starts drinking these nasty-ass-looking smoothies that looks like Ajax or something.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like, so that was a good like That's good. Glue. Onion dip like, <laughs> is a milkshake. Gosh. And that doctor, the, what's his name? Saperstein was a real jerk, too. Yeah. Yeah. Don't read any books. Don't do any of this. I know what to do. Just get yeah. out of here.
0: You know. I love that.
4: Stop reading books. <laughs> yeah, don't take any vitamins. Like, all this shit that you would never do. And she's just like, okay. I'll do it Like, what? Okay. So then she goes to Vidal Sassoon. She gets her beautiful new haircut. She comes in and, like, guys, like, you look like shit. And also... <laughs> She does kind of. She is starting to look kind of crappy. Like her face is all sunken in. Um, she's, she's very waxy. Yeah, she looks very bad, and so I think it's because of smoothies.
2: Was that all? Was that all makeup, or did she really lose weight for the role? I think she
4: lost. I think weight she was, was always also.
3: like really, like a weight. But she's
4: actually really tiny. Yeah.
2: For some reason, when I look up pictures of Charles Grodin, there's pictures of uh, of Michael Sarah with a mustache mixed in
3: not even close not even close
2: oh and there's there's chris elliott with a pistol to his face (laughs) what the hell does this have to do with charles (laughs) groden
3: i'm typing in charles groden nude (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's going on
2: the group there's no way that exists though
3: nah it's very dry
0: So it seems like this movie also had such a big sort of distrust of medicine and distrust of religion. Like when she's in the the doctor's office, I remember she's reading like a Time magazine with the cover about like, is God dead?
4: Or is it God is dead or is God dead? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I guess it's just part of the Satanist theme, you know, like that whole deal. Most atheists are Satanists, I think. Yeah, that's true. Most atheists?
2: Are Satanists, yes.
4: Oh, this is true. That's how it works. It's the same thing,
3: right? Yes. Same thing. I think, you know, it's. Hmm. So let's see. This would have been a lot more subversive if Jesus would have fucked her. <laughs> <laughs> Anally. And
2: she still got pregnant.
3: Yes. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. If he would have fucked Guy.
2: And he got pregnant.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. And Danny yeah. DeVito yeah. was his twin brother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that new movie's gonna suck.
4: Mm-hmm. In your
3: mind,
2: the new twins movie. There's
4: the new twins movie.
2: Yes, and it's gonna be triplets. And Eddie Murphy is the other trip Is the oh, other God. Oh, no. Baff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Are you
2: serious? I yeah, I'm serious. Look it up. It's bad.
3: <laughs> so I mean, th- now uh, just from just this is just an opinion question. Because I have some friends who, like, totally are, you know, if a, if a girl has, or a woman, has short hair, they're like, oh you know. Oh, she'd look hot if she had long hair, but I I don't like that. Short. Did you think that, that, that her, the the Vidal Sassoon hairstyle was flattering to her? She looked
2: good with it. Um, <laughs> I, I think she looks better, Mia Farrow in general looks better with shorter hair, or at least did, when, and it's supposed to have I well, think hair. when she
3: was first discovered on Peyton Place, she had, like, really, like probably, like, hair down to, like, the middle of her back or something like that. So it was kind of, scant, not scandalous, but, you know, it was really a big thing when she was in this and she got all her hair cut off.
0: Well, I think you definitely need to have the face that holds it. You know, you definitely have a certain type of face, and she's very waifish and she's very boyish, so. Well, I no,
3: think- and, and I think, too, uh, at first, when, like, Tani said, "At first, when she does get her hair cut, she's really drawn. She's really pasty, and they make mm-hmm. her look like shit. But then, when later on, when she starts becoming more healthy and you know gets her gets the glow, yeah,
4: once the um once the hair starts growing in, I think it looks really good. Um, yeah. but at first when it's cut, it's like a little bit too short for my taste. But I think once it grows in a little bit, it, it looks awesome. But um, I I don't know. I don't think that they made her look bad because of the hair. I don't know." my opinion because of the haircut i think they're just trying to say that she's starting to be unhealthy because of what the doctor is recommending and what the um mm-hmm. people are, like feeding her all these smoothies and stuff that well, are... the
3: pain the pain will go away in a couple of days yeah,
4: exactly her stomach pain that's constant and she's eating like raw steak she's craving like all this raw meat Ugh, <laughs> the
3: fuck liver. a duck! when she ate that goddamn liver i always that's fucking her. gagged yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they said she really did that. It was like raw liver, and she really? fucking yeah, she ate it? it. Yeah, oh, gross. And that steak, Jesus Christ! Well <laughs> <Yeah>. Why, why <laughs> even fucking throw it in the goddamn pan?
2: Yeah, they couldn't. It couldn't have been hot at all. It
3: was the
4: next
3: The top and bottom got a little bit brown, and man, she was scarfing that shit down.
4: Yeah, she definitely ate that. <laughs> 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 all right. So then, um, Hutch comes over, which is their friend, and he starts, you know, telling her she looks really bad for being pregnant, she's lo- she's lost too much weight, she just looks really crappy, um, and she's telling him that it's normal, that the doctors are telling her she's fine, or the doctor, I guess, um, so she doesn't seem to be worried about it, but he's concerned, and Roman, I guess, maybe heard o- through the walls that they had a neighbor and decided to come over and check it out, um... And she noticed that he he has a pierced ear. Um, there's a close-up on his ear. And um, he talks to the friend and tries to figure out what he's doing there, basically. So. And then he leaves early. And I think this is the reason he left early was because he could steal, the, well, steal one of his um, possessions. But I don't know if that's true. Because then later, later they say the guy stole it. Oh so. yeah, but anyway, so he leaves. The her, her friend Hutch leaves. Our guy shows up. Um. So,
2: so was Hutch like? Was he just a friend of theirs, or was he? Uh, no, was it was, it, like, was he their landlord or something?
4: Yeah, I, yeah, I got th- the
0: impression he was their landlord.
2: Okay, but he would just hang out with them sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. But then she mentions later, like she had known him since childhood or something, doesn't she? Mm. Yeah,
3: she mentions remember.
4: later that they're like close family friends or something like that. He and
3: his partner saved her when they were being uh, attacked by the pimp Huggy Bear. <laughs> and it was like his partner Starsky. <laughs> <laughs> get it? Starsky and Hutch? Oh. David Soule, Salem's Lot, Charles Grodin, Sex, <laughs> George <Eastman>. sex. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, if George Eastman played Jesus, I would watch that movie. <laughs> All right, man. We oh, really got
2: <laughs> I just hit the you wrong button. Isn't that oh, one a that?
3: Manuel movie where he played like a like a
0: uh, like some sort of cult leader who kind of looks like Jesus?
3: Yeah. How come cult leaders seem to want to look like Jesus?
0: Why wouldn't they?
3: I'd want to look like Dolph Lundgren if I was <laughs> a <cult leader.
2: laughs> uh, Trust in Dolph.
3: Mm-hmm. I'd follow him anywhere
2: really slowly <laughs> You d- couldn't help but if you had to follow him <laughs> well we, we we can uh' let, we'll, we'll tr- let's try to let's try to kind de- of well yeah well okay yeah we keep getting off track, but not, not we don't have to go through every plot of the last third of it i don't want to give away too much but uh okay
4: so basically <coughs> um I don't know. <clears throat> you can stop me wherever you think we should uh, not continue. Um, but she—I didn't know if anyone else noticed in that one scene where she's in the hallway with um, Hutch. She her face is like the lighting is like really blue. Her face looks like a ghost. She's like really sunken in and like I don't know. She looks yeah, really. She good.
2: looked. She looked terrible.
4: Yeah, absolutely terrible. Um, so then, um, Hutch wants to meet her because he's found out some information, and um, she goes to meet him, but he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's in a coma and then
2: so. that—that's kind of the point of the movie, I think, where it it, it kind of went in a direction I wasn't expecting because we kind of get it almost—it's almost like a thriller at that point, which was kind of—I like I said, I had not seen this before, so I didn't know where, what it was yeah. even going to be, especially yeah. after watching like. The omen or whatever. I thought it was going to be something like that, but it yeah. ends up being like a thriller there at the end, which was kind of cool. So,
0: well, yeah. I think it was great how that had that misdirect where she had read the book and she thought that they're going to eat the baby. She thought they're going to take her baby away and eat it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was like a nice misdirect.
3: Mm, baby, yeah, mm. <laughs> succulent cheese. I'm hungry. I liked all the like, just the way that it was done. Um, you didn't have... Uh, now, toward the end, you started getting a lot more of the of the horror-type element. But, you know, just the... Uh, like I said, I mean, just reading stuff about Aleister Crowley and stuff like that, where they, they actually had, like, they would have these elaborate rituals and shit like this. This is something that you could see these people actually doing, and then it not actually being something that is you know the 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 incantations and stuff like that not actually bringing doing this and doing that and actually working but these crazy fucking uh um eccentric people getting together and it's it's almost like a goddamn lodge or something kind of mm-hmm. a thing and i could see that kind of going that way and even if they would have had it be that these people were just fucking uh um, doing something like that because they seem so normal i mean you had yeah. that the, the, they kind of played off how rosemary was like i said kind of a doormat and they yeah. were kind of they were they were assholes to her and everything but for the most part how they dressed there were but the, but there was just that underlying sinister little thing it wasn't just like this big thing that was just thrust on you this is this they they just there was that just that sinister little thing and the music that played through the whole movie the music was excellent, yeah. great and especially even in the beginning I guess that was Mia Farrow, uh, See? The, like the yeah the yeah and it was just creepy. This um, is the kind of horror movie that I like. <laughs> well, does Seriously, anybody else I mean, want
2: to throw anything in here? So because we don't want to we don't want to spoil the end. Yeah. So we can uh, anybody. Anything else?
4: I don't know. I think she should have left, but I guess. Well, she did. T- t- she, she she tried. tried yeah. to. She tried, and that's where, like, actually, that's my my part where I feel like that's real horror for me is when, like, you're looking like a crazy. Person or nobody believes you. Yeah, and it's
3: almost like this is this is kind of this is like a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah like, you know, Kafka-esque, where mm-hmm. there's there's this over this far-reaching conspiracy, and even when she does say, "Um, you know, I'm getting the fuck out of here," you know, yeah. first of all, the way they shoot it, um, she's like everybody. You know, is that person one of them? Is this person? Is mm-hmm. that, you know? And you get that feeling of like you know
4: paranoia. Yeah, completely. And even
3: you know when he was talking about like postpartum uh, depression and stuff like that or whatever. Um it it would make you think. I mean in in a similar situation that if you were in the same situation that she was in, uh am I crazy? Am I losing my mind? And if someone is crazy, do they, you know, they're not going to think, you know, oh, I'm just I'm nuts. I'm losing my my perspective i'm losing you know reality i'm delusional they're thinking this shit's real so Mm -hmm. you have that kind of thing too going on and and they specifically picked i think um they said they wanted to pick uh older actors that were um that just kind of had a certain look uh, I know. In one part, this was like a trivia part. She calls uh, the actor that the blind guy, the guy that goes blind. She calls him. Yeah, and they they uh, Polanski did a little thing to to get this reaction from Mia Farrow while she's talking on the phone. the The person that was playing the the blind actor was Tony Curtis. And she knew Tony Curtis, but she didn't know that he was going to be in the movie. She didn't know he was going to do the voice. And so when she picked up the phone, she didn't. It, you could tell that she kind of recognized the voice, but she wasn't sure who it was. And I didn't know that until just the other day. And I was like, oh. and then when I was watching, I was like, that is fucking Tony Curtis. You <laughs> That's like really Roman fun. Polanski.
2: <laughs> anybody else have anything? No, we can go, We can rate it if if nobody wants to add anything else. Sure. Tani, well, you said it's one of your favorites. So, what did you, what, okay. what? How would you rate this? We we do. In case you didn't know, we rate just like the gentleman's guide. We do one to ten, um, but we don't do the whole like you know. You can talk about your favorite scene or you know highlights for oh, you, yeah, but yeah, we, yeah, gotcha.
4: okay. we don't
2: do MBT and all that.
4: Okay. Well, I'll give it an eight and a half.
2: Eight point five. Nice. Uh, Zom, what did you think?
3: I give it a nine. I love this movie, and what? I, and I. I had seen it when I was a lot younger, and but when I bought that cu- Criterion and I and you know, it, first of all, it looks really great. But all the stuff that was, you know, the the uh, the added on featurette and stuff like that was really good. It's worth picking up. That, but,
4: that sounds awesome! All the like extra like commentary and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Wendy, I give it an eight. Okay.
2: Is there is there any uh, it, your your scores a little lower? Is there anything you oh. didn't like?
0: Oh no, I mean I think it's beautifully shot. Like I said, I really love the sound editing. I think it's you know I think it's great. And but I just you know I just like to be be more reserved maybe. Sure, sure. And I <laughs> honestly,
2: I watched this at the right time. I posted on Twitter this morning that I think uh, it's it seems like that my uh, my my movie watching has moved to the morning. I used to be, I'm still a night person, but for some reason I get up in the morning, I can make coffee and the movie uh, movies I watch, I'll just have a better reaction to. And this, this was that case. I watched it this morning and it, I thought it was great. I give it a nine also. Um, yes. this was really good. So, and, uh, I, I, I'm not let down ever by Polanski movies. I haven't seen a ton, but everyone that I see, I, i really get into. Yeah. So, um, but this is, this was this is good shit. So,
3: He knows how to shoot creepy,
2: that's for sure. he does.
0: Also, I really like the recurring motif of using Beethoven's Fur Elise in the background a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh,
2: yeah, like playing, you can hear it playing in other rooms and stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome, that's great scores all around, so we'll see how the next one fares. We'll be right back with a review of The Brood. We'll be right back.
0: All right, man, we really got to record a promo for this thing. Should we write a script for this? Nah, fuck it, man. We'll do it live. Hey, folks, this is El Goro. And this is the Cancer Man. And we are the hosts of Talk Without Rhythm, the only podcast that will not attract a worm. That really doesn't explain what we do. Well, we watch two movies a week, we review them, we bullshit, and sometimes we say something funny. Yeah, but most of the time we just piss people off. The American film viewing public can't handle most of what we have to say. But if you think you can, you can find us on iTunes. If you do a search for Talk Without Rhythm, you can also find us on our website, TWORpodcast.com dot blogspot dot com baby deuces
2: The Brood 1979 uh, um, I guess I should synopsize this one too, huh? A little different flow today. Unless Zom, you want to nah, talk about it. Okay. Uh, directed by David Cronenberg. Um, a man tries to uncover an unconventional psychologist's therapy techniques on his institutionalized wife while a series of brutal attacks committed by a brood of mutant children coincides with the husband's investigation. Yeah, starring just Oliver Reed.
3: give it away. Yeah, that's
2: the whole movie. <laughs> Every, what does everybody rate it? Um, Wendy, this was your choice.
3: Heck yeah.
2: Why, I the, why the brood? Do you have mommy issues?
3: She likes gangrel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have mommy issues. I have reproduction issues. You know, I've got the whole package.
2: Yeah. So what did you think of the brewery? What is is your opinion of this movie? Do you just hate it? Is that why you exposed us to (laughs) it?
0: I love this movie, and I love this movie for I, I love this movie because it just sort of uh, it encapsulates that time so perfectly about sort of like that fear of um, psychotherapy and the the fear of cults and the fear of of you know childbirth it's, and the
2: exploitation I, of divorce.
0: Yes, yes, and this was done during David Cronenberg uh, during Cronenberg's custody battles, and I feel it's such a bitter film. I love it because it's such a blatantly bitter movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's. You should uh, see
3: the one I'm gonna write. It's, <laughs>
2: it's which which one's more I guess blatantly autobiographical? This one or uh, Lynch's? Uh, uh, what was the one he did with the weird camel looking The Eraserhead? Yeah, Eraserhead. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he was like a new father in that one. So
0: it's true. They both that that'd be a good double feature too. They both do, and uh, yeah. So I just I love it, but uh, it opens so quiet and creepy. It opens with uh, you know Oliver Reed doing the whole psychoanalysis role play thing with one of his one of his uh, clients or patients in like a karate gi. Why were yes. they wearing these karate gi? <laughs> and Howard Shore's music is so excellent. I love the theme to this so much.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good.
0: Now in the seventies, my grandma was involved in Est. Do you remember that?
2: No, what? <laughs> what's that? Est
0: was uh, a weird cult thing led by a guy named Werner Earhart, and it was a lot of, like, screaming therapy, a lot of
3: scream therapy stuff. Prime, prime, was it primordial scre- Pri- primal like screaming? You- oh, yes. it was primal screaming? Back to screaming. Yeah,
2: we're back to John Lennon again.
3: Yeah, it was, it was something
0: weird along those lines, and I would ask my grandma about it, and she was like, you know, I still use it, and it helps me get parking spaces. So I don't know how that works. <laughs> But getting in touch with yourself through, like, go, go. weird just, psycho just, just get away from this crazy lady. Just a little spark <laughs> over here. <laughs> so, yeah, so this couple's divorced. At, um, Art Hingle and his wife are, are divorced, and she's staying in this compound, to, like, doing this... Uh, it's called psychoplasmics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. now
2: so it's obvious Cronenberg has an issue with, like... Parenthood and 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 divorce, etc. Does he also is he also like shitting on on psychotherapy in general by making this absurd like stage production out of it?
0: Yeah, I think he totally is. I think he totally is, and I think it's just like scanners too. It's all sort of like um, the weird manifestation of the powers of the mind. You know, I think he was mm. fascinated with that a lot.
1: Oliver my-
3: Reed has a fucking oh. pumpkin head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Swollen with whiskey.
3: Okay, now the, we do. We, uh, we have uh, two women on the show, so I have to ask this question Oliver Reed, hot or not? No.
0: <laughs> Ever? No? Ever hot? Never hot. Never no. hot.
3: Never. Jesus, that's kind of strange. I expected, <laughs> wow. you know, from it, you like George Eastman.
0: <laughs> so that means I like anybody. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty that, much. You know? Sample Example to us of hot Ollie Reed. What is your example of this?
2: Uh, I'll have to. I'll dig. I'll I'll find something. I'll find him. I'll find him nude some or something.
0: Pictures. You post some
3: pictures. of naked Ollie Reed, and and we'll try to reconsider. Oh, we'll there's the naked section. Ollie Reed because he was in that. Uh, what is it? Uh, Women in love or whatever.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, there's his ass and his cock.
1: Yeah,
3: where he he fucking uh, he him. <laughs> Oliver Reed and Alan Bates wrestle each other naked in front of a fucking roaring fireplace in this mansion it on is, a bearskin rug. And it's
2: not gay at all. There's pictures all over the place.
3: It is not gay. Wrestling is not gay. <laughs> awesome.
0: I'll
2: post the I'll post a not gay uh, photo on this on the group.
0: Anyway, yeah. continue. So yeah, so Art Hingle brings his his kid back from her visit. There is little, you know. Their ideal blonde daughter. And realizes that she's covered in bruises and scratches. And of course goes back and is like, Hey, I don't want my kid visiting you anymore. There's a lot of creepy weirdos here who who are obviously abusing my daughter. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That was so awful, man. That poor little girl.
3: Yeah. The fact that she was in this movie. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.
2: Yes.
4: (laughs) I saw like when they open the door and she's sitting in the window kind of reminded me of the poltergeist
2: yeah she did she looked like like her Mm
0: -hmm. i think it was that straight up like long long straight hair the bangs you know yeah
3: i mean if i would have went and picked my daughter up and she had bruises on herself like that i wouldn't give a fuck what Oliver fucking reed said i'd probably beat his goddamn ass yeah I mean, you know, give me a break. Oh, if you do this little screw up of therapy and we've worked so hard to do this and blah 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 blah. It's like go fuck yourself, pumpkin head. This is my daughter, I'm gonna kick your <laughs> goddamn fucking ass.
0: But once again, it's all about that helplessness of father's rights and how he goes to his lawyer and his lawyer's like, Well the mom has all the control, you know. Mm. I think that's what they're trying to convey. It doesn't matter how bad your daughter is being abused. But uh, he goes over and they visit. You know, he drops her with the grandma to hang out for a while, and the and and of course we're realizing that that the mother that she had had, you know, she had been abused. Her parents were alcoholics, and blah blah it happened. And uh, then the the grandmother gets killed by a mysterious little creature with a meat tenderizer. Ugh, there.
2: those things are so gross. <laughs> I, I mean it's it's obvious that the the budget was a bit limited on it but I I think it worked to it the the snowsuits are a little humorous but <laughs> but it, it kind of hides what's really going on I mean you could tell they're not kids they're like little people or whatever but the makeup looked so disgusting
0: So between this and phantasm which has scarier little people
2: Oh phantasm's worse phantasms are really horrendous Horhound Horhound has the worst <laughs> little people of all <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: But yeah, I sorry, think sorry Mikey. This movie gives a lot of valid <laughs> This movie gives a lot of valid reasons why it's okay to shoot kids in hoodies. Yeah.
3: Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Was that a Trayvon Fun Martin, Martin joke? <laughs> Very low <laughs> lowbrow.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Was <that>
3: too,
2: too, <laughs> too soon. It's only like a month so ago. The Gentleman's
3: too Guide. Soon. Come
0: on. <laughs> We're
2: trying We're classy around here, damn it. Uh, <laughs>
1: God.
0: yeah so the dad is digging deeper and he's visiting you know visiting other people who are patients of the of uh oliver reed and realizing like they got you know they got cancer from this weird psychosomatic thing and uh and one so i'm sorry i'm, I'm rushing through i'm hurrying along the plot here you're fine
3: i did All not right, like right. that fucking when the uh, um the gross like um when the guy was doing his daddy, daddy, you look like a little girl, Michelle. Michelle, <laughs> blah, 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 And then that guy started getting all this gross fucking. Oh, yeah. It started getting worse and worse. Gross. There was a lot of gross stuff like that, like the guy with the towel around his neck. That's oh, my the, I mean, I, it's unnerving, and I know that they're doing that for a reason, but still, <laughs> my mouse is going
0: once again i love that that's why i watch his it's all the body horror i love the body horror stuff. let
4: me just mention about him robert silverman i absolutely love him he is my favorite cronenberg actor because i really dig cronenberg um and i love anytime he's in his movies and i love the scene where he's in it and he's like rolling around on the ground and he's just fucking crazy and he's
2: yeah. That rolling thing was really bizarre.
4: Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you
3: think that's bizarre? Did you see his fucking comb-over?
2: His comb-over?
4: <laughs> God damn. comb-over is awesome. I when, love your
3: hair, when you part your hair right above your ear... <laughs> I mean, get, come on. You're not fooling anybody, motherfucker. Nobody.
4: He's great. The end. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's true.
3: <laughs> Daddy, mommy, um, little Michelle... You know, I was like, I, I that shit just was so, uh, <laughs> God damn it. who am I talking to now? You're talking to, to mommy. Oh, mommy. It's like, give me a break. Fucking woman. Goddamn. Can't you see that's Oliver Reed? Was she supposed to be in a trance or was she just kind of going with it? I think it?
2: she was hypnotized or crazy. Like they, you know, it says in the, in the, uh synopsis that she's institutionalized so maybe she's a little nutty but i think yeah. she may be hypnotized also
0: I didn't think she was institutionalized so much as like it was one of those things. It was like rehab. Like she volunteered to commit herself to that care. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't think it was like a a formal I think it was like a she probably paid like a shit ton of money. Like you know, yeah. But the, I mean, what totally was the critical. what was the
3: backstory? Why was she doing that? Was it just merely because of the divorce? Did she neglect her kid, or did she was she going crazy? Was she an alcoholic, or was it was it just something like like you said, like new age therapy? And she just said, you know, I'm going to go to this place and try this out.
0: Yeah, I think it was new age therapy. I think that's totally what it was.
3: Because
0: mm. yeah, it seems like that was, like I said, with Est and like all those movements, it seems like that was a very popular thing.
2: It took me until just this very second, this is how slow I am sometimes, to, when, to, to put two and two together when you said the psychosomatic cancer thing. It took me... I've seen this movie (laughs) more than once, and I fucking didn't just realize what... Oh, God. That took way too long. Continue. I'm sorry.
0: Well, it's also just like in Videodrome, and I mean, he touches on this a lot, like the idea of anger made flesh, or Mm -hmm. the idea of tumors, like all these sort of induced uh, physical manifestations of, you know, uh, uh, psychic trauma. I think this is just another... Another example of that. So, uh, so moving along. So, yeah. So he has uh, he visits the, the school teacher, the little girl's teacher, and, and she's babysitting for them for no He has to go like run an errand or whatever it was, and answers the phone, and it was the uh, the mom's calling, and she hears the teacher's voice. So, of course, she's mad at her now, and then that teacher dies mysteriously at the hands of the little, the little people.
2: Yeah, there's nothing mysterious about that. Jesus Christ, his poor little kids. In real <laughs> life and in the movie, because these poor little kids had to watch this being filmed. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God, there's mommy. Uh, what would you do at work today? Oh, you know, just watch some midgets kill a teacher, you know.
3: Now, for me, okay, one thing that, you know, I thought they gave it up too early, way too early with showing the little fuckers in the goddamn thing you know i i think that they it would have been better if they would have left that kind of you know maybe gave like a little glimpse here and there but where i mean they gave it up like way too soon for me that they were these little mutant fucking yeah
0: these
2: things
3: things
4: yeah examine them
0: yeah, and the examination is like they discover they don't have they don't have navels and they yeah. don't have teeth and they're asexual. Mm-hmm.
2: But they still all are little girls, right? I mean, they say they're asexual, but I mean, like doesn't they don't they, doesn't he call it a she?
4: Patient of like her daughter, I guess. Mm. <laughs> don't
2: you think? Yeah, I mean I, they they all kind of seemed because they were all blonde and they and all seemed re- related in some way.
4: Ski suit.
2: And they all had ski matching. They ski were born suits.
3: with ski suits on. <laughs>
0: that's and what that, makes a Canadian horror yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they're Canadians <laughs> they're silly so
0: one of my favorite lines is in the movies when Art having a conversation with somebody he's, he's talking about their divorce he's like she married me for my sanity hoping it would rub off <laughs>
3: <laughs> he used to be it, seemed, it seems to me like he was in a lot of TV stuff I've seen him in a million different things but I couldn't tell you one thing because I think he did a lot of TV work.
1: Hmm. I, just just I don't kind
3: of, recognize him at all. He's just kind of a good-looking guy. I mean, he's not he's like, like a, a great actor, like but Defoe. he's not a. What's that?
4: He looks like a better-looking William Dafoe. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Pat I wonder if Hingle. he has that giant... William Dafoe, though, he might have a trade-off that he's kind of weirder-looking, but I heard he Wait, had a hog.
2: Not Pat Hingle. Pat Hingle's the... He, he, that dude's always looked old. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah.
0: that's, that's Art Hingle, Pat Hingle... So, can we jump forward to the womb sack? <laughs>
2: Something I never thought would be said on oh. the show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how much I want to talk about the womb sack?
2: So disgusting.
3: <laughs>
2: Jesus.
3: I think that's fucking disgusting. How about when she was doing the goddamn feral mother lick thing?
4: Oh, when she oh. bit it open. It's it's like nice. Fuck,
3: dude.
2: Maybe, maybe instead of mommy no, issues, no. When we she can...
4: was
3: cleaning it with her goddamn
4: tongue. <laughs> yeah. so, maybe so instead
2: Cronenberg of mommy just... issues, we can call this raw meat.
3: <laughs> so, Kronberg <laughs> was pissed because in a lot of areas
0: they thought that that was too disgusting, so they cut it out, and it made it look as though she ate the baby. And mm. he was like, "No, that's way worse if she's eating the baby rather than <laughs> extended licking sequence." <laughs>
3: you think, think it would be worse if she ate the baby? I thought that would have been kind of cool. But what, what would be the point? Why would she fucking eat the goddamn baby? That didn't even make sense. <laughs> right. Well, that's why,
2: he was, that's why he was pissed that they would cut it out.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is two movies. We actually picked two movies because uh, Rosemary thought that they were going to eat her baby. <laughs> and Cronenberg didn't want people to think that they were going to eat his baby.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, eating babies, raw meat, and mommy issues. <laughs> It all comes together, and the Beatles somehow have gotten worked into both too.
0: <laughs> well, the Beatles were—they were with the Maharishi at his sort of weird psychosomatic cult thing with Prudence Farrow, who is Mia's sister. So it all ties in. Oh holy well, shit!
2: Damn it! <laughs> well, like yeah, and then, well, and, and John Lennon though, when you were saying the Primal Scream thing—that's he did uh, that whole thing in the mid seventies.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And Ringo, when he ran out of food, was like, "I'm getting the fuck out of here." <laughs> <laughs> There's no more food and no more dope, let's go.
1: <laughs>
3: you know, and he married Barbara Bach, and he's still fucking alive. Talk about talent they might not he might not have had music as much musical talent or create creative talent, but he had uh, the talent of staying alive.
1: Ah,
3: ah, ah. Sorry, that wasn't the Beatles. that was the Beatles, <laughs> the greatest group of all time. I agree with you. All right. So anyway, this Cronenberg guy, see, yeah, he makes these movies. He's got a lot of weird people in it, see. And not only are they weird, but they got some gross shit. <laughs>
2: yes, they do. Um, I did. I I like the uh, his as far as his 70s stuff. I was never a fan. What was the what was the rabid one? Uh, that one was never my favorite. Um, I just liked
3: it because Marilyn Chambers was in it. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: but the 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 one with the like sluggy things I always thought was pretty gross, that one's good, and this one
0: shivers
2: yeah, shivers, and what did he do any other ones in the seventies? He did like a car movie in the seventies that I've never seen.
0: yeah, the John Saxon one that's just straightforward. there's no reason to watch
2: yeah. it. Uh, is it not good
3: car
0: no, it's uh
2: uh what's the name of that see. movie? Fast
0: company
2: Fast Company. I've never seen that yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. I just within. remember
3: seeing him doing a cameo in the end of that Matt Dillon Nicole Kidman movie where she's the psycho uh, oh, weather woman oh to die based, for yeah based on the true story uh the hell was that called to die for yeah and then yeah. he was like at the, uh, I was like fuck is that because I saw an interview with him and I was like wait a minute that's David Carter <laughs> well, he was
0: also on a couple episodes of Alias so, like, he pops up in weird places I love
3: him well, he's a weird guy yeah. Would you fuck him?
0: <laughs> I would. I would give him maybe maybe a pity blowjob or like a respect <laughs> blowjob. A know? respect
3: like, blowjob. Yeah,
0: there you go. The opposite of a pity blowjob, I would give to him. <laughs> yeah. Right? That'd be okay. Uh, does, he he have a tw- does he have a
2: Twitter? I like David Lynch's Twitter. He always talks about building cabinets and stuff. I wonder what David Cronenberg's <laughs> Twitter would be like.
3: Yeah, you always have these guys like this, and they're, and they're like really—they sh- seem so strange because of their 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 art and the, you know the stuff that they put out. But then you, if you met them, they'd be like, "Well, I'm going to go down to don't
1: know."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like David Lynch, he'd, a post, pop. he'd post things like, uh, "Oh, this weekend I stained a cabinet. What did you do?" <laughs>
0: He stained it with blood. (laughs) I remember he did that thing where, like, every day you go to his website and
3: he'd tell you the weather. Like, he'd just read you about the weather. (laughs) He was.
0: Uh, It's Cronenberg. You
2: need to get on this, buddy.
3: (laughs) I did like the scene where um, Oliver Reed had his little bathrobe on. Mm-hmm. And the the dad comes in to confront him, and he's just like, oh, yeah. you know, posturing. Definitely. I'm surprised he didn't, like, uh, stand there. Like, like put Henry his... Silva, an Italian, can actually <laughs> sit down and spread his legs. With a short he, could, yeah,
2: he could put his foot up on a chair so his balls are out just to be intimidating. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your wife's standing. <laughs> The wife's staying here, and she's gonna stay here as long as I need. her to stay here.
2: He's so. Uh, th- both of them are so ridiculous through the whole thing. Every time they would have that like interaction or whatever it was they were doing, it was just like, come on, <laughs> like it was silly.
3: I have a gun. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I, I, I did like you know as far as fashion goes, I liked Oliver Reed's winter coat. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool.
2: I don't wait. Do I know that? What I don't remember,
0: remember. the coat. What what stood
3: out about the coat? It was like I think it had like a like a uh, like sheep. Fur. It was shearing. It was a shearling coat. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It looked like it would just you know it looked like a man's coat. See, he was like technical. a real man. I wanted to love it. And her husband was a puss. <laughs> he was a, a cuckold puss.
2: <laughs> was, that should have
3: been the therapy. They was was Oliver
2: Reed banging her?
0: I think no, so.
3: who the fuck would want to bang her? She was gross.
0: Yeah, but they make <laughs> the <laughs> point of like saying that she was kind of his, his teacher's pet. Like she was his favorite. That's why when he sent everybody else away, like he kept her. Ugh.
4: I thought there was they were a couple.
0: Yeah. They were lovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I think he was one of those therapists that you know Yeah, he was one of those ones that he got a little too close and probably was fucking some of the, you know. He probably thought he was probably the guy at the the, the at the beginning with the the bald headed guy with the beard that gets the weird like things all over his body. Yeah. Oliver Reed was probably fucking him too. It was probably like a Jim Jones kind of a thing, you know? Let Jesus fuck you and all that shit. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't that therapy stuff like that. No, no, no. I went to therapy a couple times, and the guy would eat a sandwich. He'd come in like fifteen. <laughs> you, you have an hour, so you pay for an hour. He'd come in like 15 minutes late, and he'd, go, he'd be like, do you care if I eat my lunch while we talk? And I'm, right. and I'm like, okay. And then I would talk, and then, you know, it would be over. And, and he'd be like, okay, well, see you next week. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Shit, I'll just start going a podcast called and Gold. I get more out of this thera- as far as therapy goes.
2: Wendy, <laughs> uh, did you have anything else to add on that?
0: No, no, nope. you know, just yeah. I just think that's the only way I could ever procreate is possibly sprouting out hate babies.
2: <laughs> so, who else would like to talk brood?
3: I know Roger Ebert did not like this. He well, said, it was a "piece of shit." I could have guessed that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, uh, to each his own. Look what happened to him. Ugh, poor guy. Cronenberg should have did a movie about him. <laughs> <laughs> what would it? What would it be called? The Cinemasochist uh, film rave. <laughs> yeah. That's Justin's hero, by the way, Roger Ebert. Oh, he loves the Roger Ebert. What if I like? Ro- going on, I, I do like going to his website and reading all his reviews from, like, you know, because he has so many on there from you know the past. What it's if Roger
2: of- Ebert and Brian Danielson had a baby?
3: Ooh, yes,
2: like it, it would be yes. Justin. Yes. All right, uh, Zom, do you want to add anything on the brood?
3: Um, I saw this a long time ago when i was i you know every i go through some phases where someone will point out a certain actor mm-hmm. and this is the oliver reed phase which uh you know i watched uh, uh the, the goddamn one where he wrestles alan bates and just about anything i could find three musketeers and things like that and i watched this one and i was i mean i i i have said this before so it's no you know, Big Secret. I was very disappointed. I was like, what the... F-? I mean, this is just... But, <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is I, I think that I enjoyed it more this time, but it's just one of those things that's totally out of my wheelhouse. I just... It's not my kind of movie at all. I'm so, sorry. Well, yeah, fuck it. You know, it's not me. You know, well, God damn kind of,
2: you've You've listened... I don't know if you've listened to the show. About half the movies we do are not in Zon's <laughs> wheelhouse. Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: You know I'm an active listener. Yeah. What? you
2: listen to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, do you like any Cronenberg stuff? Huh? Do you like any Cronenberg movies?
3: Well, like, what was the one where the, the, they made people's heads explode? Oh, Scanners. scanners.
2: Yeah, we did Scanners. <laughs> I forgot about that. We did
3: that one, and it was uh, I, it was okay. But I mean, I, even that one, it's the same feel as this one. And I just, just New York stuff. What was now that?
4: what about his newer stuff now that he's changed his uh you like eastern path. promises
3: oh yeah he's his like, gangster stuff eastern promises yeah oh, you know, it's interesting
0: i'd like to reflect about this versus his uh dangerous method since that was also about psychotherapy
2: mm-hmm. I, I didn't I, that one like, looked that really dumb i didn't it, see that it's, it's
3: really good yeah. yeah history of violence i like that mm-hmm. so uh, You know some of the newer stuff. I just uh, this uh, the the, just the and even in like a history of violence or Eastern Promises, the violence where like uh, somebody gets their head stomped or something like that. Okay, I can deal with that. But some of this stuff, it's just to me, it just seems like it's just uh, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's working on me the way he wanted it to because it's (laughs) really. And uncomfortable, and it's just kind of like, Ugh. so but it, it just. Ugh. So, it's even like the fly. That's yeah? kind of like, Ugh. yeah. See,
2: besides rabid, like all of his first movies, I'm just, I just really like a lot. So, yeah. So, so, so something.
3: But you know what? I just did. I until you guys were talking about, hit, uh, you know, him going through a divorce and stuff like that. That kind of adds more to it for me, as far as what you know, what I watched and everything, and and. It's not it, you know. When I see what he was going through or what's what's inspiring this, it helps. But mm-hmm. just watching it straight up, I'm kind of like, eh. Is yeah. um.
2: So how does this with you know his apparent feelings on psychotherapy? How does it compare with his that newer movie that I've just blanked on the name of? A
0: Dangerous uh, Method. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like now, I'd have to rewatch A Dangerous Method.
3: <laughs> well, I I like to just you know. Of course, you had. Uh, Vigo, mm-hmm. and who was the other? Uh, Wasn't you McGregor? Was a uh, shit.
0: Was uh, Michael, that? Michael, uh, the the pretty guy.
3: Fassbender, <laughs> Fassbender, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, shit, you can't beat that. You put Vigo and Fassbender in a goddamn fucking movie, and I'll fucking watch the goddamn thing no matter what the fuck. If it's just them sitting there having you know my dinner with Andre, you know, uh, and you know, especially you got one of them. Spanking Kira Knightley's ass.
0: Yeah, Kira uh, Knightley does an exceptional job in it. Like she, you know, she's very, very her physicality in the movie is excellent. I really, I'm not a big Kira Knightley fan, but I really enjoy her in that movie.
3: It wasn't a great movie, but I, you know, I, I, I liked it. And I mean, I'm telling you what, honest to God, there are so many times that when I when I was actually watching it, I had to remind myself that it was Viggo Mortensen because he totally just looks different acts i just you know forgot it was him but um i don't know I, I, I like most of those other movies they're pretty aren't they kind of are they pretty low budget because i mean yeah. like eastern promises History well they're all of funded by the cbc they're all funded by the canadian yeah. government yeah the dangerous method and that stuff that's big budget shit and you're oh. get you're getting really you know you know pretty prominent actors and stuff like that, whereas these other ones, like I said, I'm just not a huge uh, and, and even just you know kind of in a, in a kind of a telling thing, like I said, Rosemary's baby, to me like that, the Exorcist and stuff like that uh, are more my kind of horror where it's uh you know a, a really good director doing this uh, and I'm not saying he's not a good director, but th- it's just different it's
2: a different style, and it's a different era too, so
3: totally different.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's what, just, uh, what was the turn? I wonder in horror movies in general. You know, you you have these movies. Well, like I'm, when I'm watching the the Omen, it 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 had turned a meaner corner too. At what point? I like the s- Omen. Yeah. Really? And what what point in the 70s did it? Yeah, there was some gruesome stuff in the Omen, like that dude getting beheaded and stuff. What was his name? The guy from Ah uh, uh, fuck. He was in the uh, the movie we reviewed, the Time Time Bandits movie. He played like the devil or whatever in that. What is that guy's name? David something. He, he's beheaded in that David one, but Spade. like after the, is it The Exorcist? Is that when the movies kind con- David Spade? David Warner, Warner, yeah. yeah. Did uh, did the movies with, with Exorcist? I guess what what year was The Exorcist? Was that like seventy three?
3: Early seventies.
1: So
2: um. was that was that the, maybe the turning point of horror where it became more like graphic, more. I guess mean spirited. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, yeah, because I mean, like The Exorcist was one of the uh, the first ones that I remember, where people were like fucking passing out in the goddamn aisles and shit like that with the vomit and <laughs> fuck me, Jesus, and all that shit.
4: Yeah,
2: <laughs> no. uh, Tani, did you have anything to add on this one?
4: Um, I like this movie a lot. I've seen it before, so. That's are all. you
2: a, are you a fan of Cronenberg in general? Or yeah, he's yeah.
4: he's probably my favorite director. Oh wow, wow.
3: There you yeah. go. You got awesome. two of us.
2: All right. So having two women on board here, is <laughs> those
3: things look stupid. Now that picture, honest to God, <laughs> does that look fucking even scary? It looks gross.
2: <laughs> that stupid like cleft
3: palate lip, gross. Salted um, anybody that ever fucking had a cleft palate. to sorry. Just- the um, so but is then this- again, if the Trayvon Martin comment doesn't <laughs> run <them> off,
2: <laughs> is this movie misogynistic?
0: <laughs> I think it could be perceived that way.
2: Tanny.
3: Well, I mean, was every woman in the uh, fucking a moron or what? Well not really. Well so, they basically okay.
0: portray her as being hysterical. I mean, obviously she's hysterical. Well, she was, she I was she,
3: the one doing the killing. She was yeah. kind of insane, right? But I mean, like every other woman wasn't. I mean, you know. I mean,
2: he even makes Oliver well, no, the, he even the, makes the, Oliver the, Reed that do du- the douchey Oliver Reed into kind of a hero too. So well, it's like every guy comes out looking good or as a victim and then uh besides the little girl every woman is painted in some kind of bad picture
3: yeah because what's her name yeah. was a fucking alcoholic and we did have a j and b sighting in this because yeah. she <laughs> was slugging <laughs> down some fucking girl scotch <laughs> well there's uh
2: well there's also they you know wasn't that the crazy woman's mom right so i mean they talk about yeah, but her dad mom was a
3: fucking drunk and a goofball and all. No, but reason.
2: he was all he was all sad and he was a victim you know his of his of his wife's
3: well, like I said, there's
0: there's the whole speech in there about how, like, you know, you'll never win if your father trying to win a custody battle. And, you know, like. Well, at like at that
3: time, that was the, honest. I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick, but at that time, that was pretty right. much the truth. I mean, if you were, the woman, I mean, I I know lots of guys that went through divorces, and I mean, that was just a, a, a standard thing that. The guy never got custody. If a, even today, if you see that a guy got custody of the kid, it's you, it, people are like, "Wait a minute, what's going on? Why was that?" Because it seems like it never went that way. That has at to be, all.
2: Yeah, that seem that it does seem like something unusual has happened.
3: And the woman always got half, no matter what, and blah 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 blah. And it, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm a Well, I mean, that's not our question. <laughs> um, what about that guy? Um, the guy that played um. Uh, Oliver Reed's kind of assistant. I can't remember what his name was. I've seen him in a lot of shit. Um, what was he was kind name? of like kind of handsome young guy, but he was. But that, but that whole the whole thing, the whole setup there was like I said, it was kind of like a Jim Jones kind of a thing. It was almost like you said, or like Wendy maybe said, was almost kind of like a cultish kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which a lot of times with these cults, it ends up being a, a uh, just a a con artist or a carny who's scamming people and that's even like with the uh rosemary's baby thing with the you know quote unquote devil worshipers or Satanist, where you're talking about alistair crowley and stuff like that these guys were uh, almost just like carnival barkers you know it's uh well unless it's true
0: Yeah, well, like I said, I mean, that was just a super prevalent thing that people were really afraid of in the 70s, just like how in the 80s everyone was afraid of, like, repressed satanic abuse
3: memories, you know? Well, and then, then, you know, I I, I was – there's a podcast called – I think it's out there podcast or something like that. I can't remember. It talks about the occult and they talk about things like that. And they went back and they said like the, the whole thing when you had like a devil's reign, uh, race with the devil and all these movies about these satanic cults and everything. They said that shit was like all fucking manufactured there when they when the cops and everything would go. And they would talk about you know these satanic cults that are trying to steal your kids and this rock and roll music and these satanic messages. Everything they said it was all bullshit. There was like There was absolutely. (laughs) I don't even think they filmed like one case of a satanic cult uh, going out in the woods and sacrificing a person and da 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 da. da. It's because it was all covered up by the by the Illuminati.
0: Or you remember that documentary capturing the Uh Freedmans? Yes. Yeah, like that was about, you know, like uh, the growing up thinking that you'd had these repressed memories. And it's true. And it was a lot of this weird sort of these psychotherapists of the time who were using these experimental methods of past life regression or hypnosis or role play to invoke these memories that nine times out of 10 were completely false.
3: Yeah. Well, it's like the Amityville horror. Oh, there's ghosts in the house. So, of course, the fact that we're doing fucking acid every goddamn night and, <laughs> and, and fucking uh, recondital meditation and all this shit. wonder why we're seeing all that shit. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe it was the angel dust.
2: That's another one I've never seen. Maybe I should add that to my list. You son
3: of a bitch. I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> Hail Satan!
2: <laughs> um, I guess we could rate this. Uh, Wendy...
0: Well, I give it a high score because I kind of love it. I give it a a nine. You don't give high scores. (laughs) Well, I'm not giving anything over a nine. Okay. So, I give it a nine because it embodies all that sort of body horror stuff that I love. Mm
2: -hmm. Tanny.
4: I give it an eight.
2: I am right there. I give it an eight also. I thought this was, uh, this is a definite, uh, it goes in a direction I like. It's It's a, it's a, it's a, how, and knowing it's autobiographical, like Zom was saying, it, it enhances my enjoyment of it too. Because <laughs> I like I like how bitter he seems <laughs> in directing this film. So it's a cool little touch. And uh, I uh, I read somewhere that he said maybe in a book, that, in Cronenberg on Cronenberg, that he uh, this is his kind of version of Kramer versus Kramer, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that and that he hates Kramer versus Kramer. He thought it was stupid. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Zom.
3: Uh, four. <laughs> four. <laughs> really? God. Yeah. I just I i, I yeah.
2: All right, so last week I got I doubled your score of um of what was that? Of the uh, a, uh why would you went for a visitor queue. So so what was your rating before you discussed this and, and the
3: first time I saw this, like uh which was probably, I don't know, maybe like ten years ago or something like that, I would probably have given it a Two. So it's went up to a four.
2: <laughs> nice. Man, we're doubling your scores left and right. <laughs> oh, and that's just
3: mostly just for all, to, just almost, almost totally just for Oliver Reed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Let's take a break and come back and listen to Sly ramble on for a while. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Scott of Married with Clickers. Tune in to hear my wife Kat and me discuss all sorts of movies. We'll cover everything from The Lost Weekend to Weekend at Bernie's. From The Big Sleep to Big Mama's House. Well, maybe not Big Mama's House.
0: And the great thing about Kat is that she's not afraid to speak her mind. And would you be surprised to hear he was nominated for Best Actor that year?
4: For that film?
0: For that film. (laughs) <laughs> but don't take my word for it. Just listen to what the gentleman's guide to Midnight Cinema has to say about our show.
2: It's a husband and wife show and they discuss movies and stuff.
4: Yeah, a very wife husband show.
2: High praise indeed. So come find us at marriedwithclickers.libsen.com. It will save your life. Or maybe just help you kill an hour. I've Seen Fugazi two times in the, in the same club. Same. Oh, somebody has their they headphones their unplugged.
1: Headphones. <laughs> I've seen them in eight yeah. different yeah. states.
2: Who has their headphones unplugged? Headphones. <laughs> I hear myself I coming out of speakers. Headphones.
1: What?
0: Oh, there we go. Are
2: we We're ahead? Ahead? No. We're we'll getting
3: we'll get an echo. My God, it's full of stars.
2: <laughs> um. So. Oh, it stopped. The yeah, that was for, my butthole Fagazi, I've not. I've only Just seen gaping. in one state. That was the gaping butthole sound. Jeez. Yeah. No, that
3: was the echo for my gaping butthole.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was, They're my favorite band of all time. What? And I would. I would write Ian MacKay <laughs> Christmas cards every year for five years, and he wrote me like the nicest things back. Uh, was
3: Was the nicest things that he wrote back a restraining order? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the nicest thing his lawyer wrote me. <laughs> 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 Cease and desist. <laughs>
2: The, yeah, I saw them, uh, it was, the, one of the shows I saw them at was the most crowded I've ever been at a fucking show. It was really obnoxious because everybody was up by the stage, and at one point, uh, it was like my body was ready to fall, but I couldn't because people were crammed so close around me. It, it was wow. like, that was like one of the earliest moments I can remember feeling like claustrophobic. <laughs> but man, it was bad. But I, I ended up sitting in the back for that one, but uh they 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 used to do a good show and it used to be like five bucks to go and see them too. So
1: yeah, right,
2: cheap. Um, all right, time for some feed sack. Oh, and everybody check out. Uh, I didn't mention it before. Um, show Show is doing their Spooktacular. Um, they're recording pretty much every day, maybe every day, I guess. Doing uh, reviewing horror movie after horror movie. They do this every year. This is like their thirty eighth thirty eighth one in a row. So check that one out. And Married with Clickers too. They're doing their. Uh, they're doing single movies almost daily as well, so um, check out their shows as well. So, yeah, it's it's a fucking grind for us to do it once a week, so.
3: I like those shows. Yeah. yeah. What's one called?
2: <laughs> you know. Um, so, Feed Sack, like I said, we got a lot of sly and not much else this week. So, let's start with that. Here we go.
5: Hey. There we go, this is, this is, this now. Again, you know. you know, you had this scumbag with the like FX right in again. Like saying I was all crying and shit, you know? What the fuck is this fucking scumbag talking about? You've never seen Sly cry, you know, Sly doesn't cry. Fucking, I can't even remember what he's going about. It's so inconsequential, you know? But I can just imagine him sitting at home being all fucking l- like shit and fucking go, oh, look at Sly and his muscles. I want to be like Sly. Well, fucking, you, you could have had the chance, you know? I'd like to get everyone down to my basement walking out with me, but not you. You can fuck off. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> fuck off. Fuck you. You can go watch your skate play. You're probably fucking right there. and say, oh, it's a piece of shit. Look at Sly. He's old. Fucking, yeah, so what? You get my age, look like me, fucking There's no fucking chance that's gonna happen. You're gonna look like a fucking old fucking prune. (laughs) Fuck you. Ugh.
2: (laughs) Ugh. Ugh. Angry.
5: Fucking point that time.
2: There was no beating around the bush with that one. And speaking of beating around the bush, here's Sly.
3: Now he's gonna
5: beat around the bush. Maybe. Hey, there you go. This is, this is, this is. Oh, uh, I have to apologize for last week. Because I got into your podcast, you know. I got, you know, a lot of things going on, you know. It's minimal space, but I'm starting to, you know, do a lot of stuff to do with escape plans. The greatest action movie of all time, you know. Fucking, so, you know, I apologize. And, you know, I'm not now, you know. Escape Plan, the greatest action movie of all bell. time. There, you know, I'm hoping everyone's to see that shit. You know, it's gonna be fucking brilliant. You know, it's got me, <laughs> so it's just blow my power sure and fucking the rap man, fucking 50 cents. You know, it's fucking, it's great. I don't, it's got a bed. you know, we're both playing old man. I said that before, you know? I called it, it's. You know, we're in a prison. It's, we gotta escape, you know. I've been afraid, but I got my muscles and my brains to get out of prison. And I got out with me. You know, I think chances are pretty good. We're gonna fucking get out of that prison. <laughs> not to spoil the shit uh, for anyone, anyway, you know. I don't want to spoil the enemy. But yeah, fucking, I'm not gonna lose, you know. I'm lying. That would fucking beat me. So yeah, I can't wait to hear what everyone has to say about it. Job. Okay, you need to go see that movie in the theater. It's fucking, you are gonna fucking love that, you know? Muscles fucking type 2 with me and I and fucking. You fucking love that shit, you know? Good times. Ugh! Ugh!
2: I, 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 I think I'm gonna go see it this afternoon.
5: It is this, this afternoon right now.
2: I know. but Wrap this shit up. Yeah, just so I can go watch this movie. Jesus Christ. I'm
3: to go
5: see a turd in the fucking theater. Hey, guess who
2: else, go- <laughs> guess who else called?
5: Hey, you go. this is, uh, this is, hello. Uh, you know, I'm trying to make up to you guys, it's not going in last week. You know, I was originally going to send you two voicemails, but, you know, I heard you doing some, like, mother episodes, so, so uh, I wanted to do three voicemails for you, you know, and, uh. Thanks. You know, when I heard you did a mother <laughs> episode, it got me thinking, you know? Now, Zob, we all know about the kind of women you love, and, you know, you talk about your ex-girlfriends and what they're like, you know? What well, I've got in mind, a perfect woman for you. You know, she's tough, she's fucking great to cook it. She's your a looker, mother. and she's into the mystic arts. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, it's my mother. I you knew know? it. <laughs> you come on over to mine, you know? I'll get my mother down. And you cook her fucking meatballs, you will love that shit. You will eat so much, man. You'll be like, eating like a fucking pig, you know? you fucking love it, you know? And then she can fucking do the mystic gods on you, you know? All that kind of mystic shit she loves, you know? <laughs> and, you know, you two got great. You know, I can just see it, you know? She's, I think she's the perfect woman just for you, Zah, you know? And then fucking... Could be, could be. Not only that, but She's only like she maybe. looks like me, you know? And I know you got a big bag crush on me, you know? My mother's got the same face as me, you know? <laughs> so I can just picture you there, staring lovely in her eyes, chewing on her big meatballs, you know? It's going to be fucking great. I'm just going to love it, you know? She hasn't got my muscles, though. But, you know, we can sort that out. Once you're my, my new dad, you know, we'll get you down in the gym. I'll fucking give you some big muscles. Fucking my present, my fucking marriage present to you when you get married to my mama, you know? I can't wait. It's going to be a fucking great time, you know? Me in love, we could be joint best man of your know, fucking mama when you get married to my mama, you know? No, I, yeah, fucking, oh I get my mama away, you know? It's going to be fucking beautiful, man. I, am yeah. I cannot wait for this to happen. It's going to be the best fucking action wedding of all time. Action wedding. That would be she's,
3: awesome because I would be Frank Stallone's dad.
2: You're and, Sly, and Sly's dad. And you would be... Yeah, I don't care about that. She's, she is a very spry 91. So Yeah. yeah.
3: You know, she probably does have veins. But it's probably like, you know... <laughs> veins.
2: Okay. Guess what? The end! Nope. We got one more. Guess yeah. who it's from? <laughs>
5: Hey, Silver Go! This is my Let's do this, this. You know? <laughs> now, you know, I've had a lot of people calling fucking writing me say, Fly, You know, is that you on the fucking Silver Go Facebook page? <laughs> yeah, it fucking is me, you know? It's me. I needed to fucking get some more connection with these fans and fucking get more people interested in Silver Go, you know? I'm the 250th member, and that's a an award that I'm fucking going to cherish, you know? I put it up in my paper. I'm looking at it right now while I walk out, you know? But I wanted to get fucking a million people in that group, you know? The best way to do that is by being in that group. People will fucking come and join that group. If You know, by the time this fucking goes out, you'll probably have like five, 5,000 people already, you know? It's the power of Sly, you know? Yeah, so might you guys right. see me fucking on this fucking group now doing shit. So yeah, good time. <laughs>
2: that is a lot of Sly for one week. Yeah, it is. That's all right, I guess. Um, so thank you, Sly, for joining the group. And yes, we, maybe we will. We, we've hit 251 since you joined, so we're already on the way to 5,000. So only 4,999 more, and we'll be there by the Sunday.
3: Yeah. We'll be dead by then. I'll be dead by then probably.
2: Oh. All right. Uh so, next week on the show, you can always send us feed sack to 206-339-1600 or I
3: yeah, comment on our fucking something.
2: He's, he comments on a lot of things. He's a very good he's a very good Facebook group member. Um, to send us uh, emails to uh, silvagoldpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, find us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher. Find us on silvaandgold.com. and join our Facebook group to talk with us and talk with Sly at uh, facebook slash groups slash Silver and gold. So we have one little uh, little announcement of something upcoming on the show, Zom. If you would like to this is your your your, your baby here, so if you want to introduce it maybe.
3: Oh well we what are we talking about? Karaoke. <laughs> karaoke! <laughs> All right, people. Uh we're going to be uh doing another karaoke contest. We're gonna have some uh awesome prizes. Uh well it's kinda like the uh fucking Glen Gary Gun Glenn Ross where the top prize is going to be an awesome prize. Uh, second prize set of steak knives.
5: And, uh, <laughs> I
3: don't know if you're going to get kicked out of silver and gold if you, you know, in third place, but, but, uh, yeah, we're, we, we, uh, uh, the song this time is Jay Giles band. This is picked by Bernie sticky. Uh, angels, the centerfold, our centerfold, uh, Jay Giles band. And there's all there, you know, there's the karaoke music and shit like that on YouTube. Now, mm, see, yes. Okay. Um, Do the best you can Yes, yes, yes Because sometimes That's pretty goddamn fucking funny Because some of you can't fucking sing And that's good Um, (laughs) Some of you are really good Which is awesome But, you know Creativity Is I mean, that fucking Really raises some shit up, dude (laughs) And uh, videos are very much welcome Yes, yes we love some videos we like uh, we
2: like enthusiasm. We don't care about talent. Yeah, talent helps, but whatever. We like, like enthusiasm. If,
3: if, if you can't fucking, if you're shy about singing, but you can play a musical instrument or something, and you want to just take a video of you playing the drums. To, I was you thinking, know.
0: I was thinking about submitting
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. mine. Or, or butt bongo or something like yeah. that. Yeah. No.
2: This um, video is fucking so amazing, man. <laughs>
3: Oh, here's, a little,
0: here's a little bit. Do you know who Peter Wolf's college roommate was? Mm, your grandma. No, David Lynch.
2: Really?
3: Yes. Do you know who he dated for quite a long time? Faye Dunaway. <laughs> That's their fucking lie. Isn't that a weird couple?
2: Maybe he's talking about Faye Dunaway in this song. Was she ever a centerfold?
3: Oh, she should have been. God damn, I would have fucked the hell out of her. <laughs> Clyde, god damn her. Or leave the network? Oh, oh yeah. shit.
2: When she looked a little Chinatown?
3: tired. I wish I was her dad in Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, so uh, next week on the show, it's our Halloween episode. I know we did horror this week, but we're doing it again. We're doing action A Horror 3. Um... So uh, we're going to do one that I liked a lot and a lot. Uh, we'll see what Zom thinks. We're going to do Wild Zero from 1999, uh, starring all the various wolves from Guitar Wolf. And uh, we're going to do Justin's recommendation. This is always going to bite us in the ass. Gallo Walkers, <laughs> <laughs> starring Wesley Snipes from 2012. A action fantasy western horror. Yeah. So Gallo Walkers, and we did we did uh, the 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 Nazi Vampire one last year. So we always I guess yeah. we got to go back to low budget action horror too. Um, so yeah, Wild Zero and Gallo Walkers from 2012 for next week. Oh, this video is so good. <laughs> and he was not an attractive man. We got Fade, do I know, fucking uh, Rick. What's his face from the Cars? He was ugly too. You know he's.
3: Called Lena Porasigova. Yeah, Wendy got Are they? I think they are. Are they still married? That was true love.
1: Yeah.
2: I've been singing this all week at work,
3: too. I love to see Ruth Gordon from Rose Baby sing that song.
2: Yeah. She's dead. And then
3: put on Tom face.
2: Uh, uh, Tani, Wendy, thank you both very much for coming on the show um, Thank you uh, Tani, do you have anything to plug, any projects, anything you're working on that you'd like to share? No,
4: I don't
2: do anything No? <laughs> That's alright uh, Wendy, I know you do so let's hear some of your various ventures
0: Well, there's always my band Demon Familiar D A M O N, and uh, you can find us at demonfamiliar.com You can misspell it and still find us <laughs> and then there is uh, my predominant podcast, Double Page Spread, where I interview comic creators, and that's at uh, Double Page Spread on iTunes and The Stitcher and so forth. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. follow me on the Twitters at Double PG spread. And then there's my movie podcast, The Trashy Trio, with our dear friends Jay and Josh Stanford. And very you can trashy. find me Yeah, very trashy. And so yeah, you can find us. And iTunes and Stitcher. I have to take
3: a bath after I listen to the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> i <I'm> like,
0: God. <laughs> oh, this next Great. one's going to be even worse. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, although, you know, my bath is in the eastern sweat, so what do I know? I might have gotten dirtier.
2: Ooh. Well, ladies, thank you very much for being on. I hope we didn't uh, scar you too much. Yeah, you well, know. um, Zom, do you have anything else to add this week, sir? I do. Well, until next week, that is him. And this is Loaf.
1: Oot. Bye. Nice.